I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Chris Mosier. I'm Stephen Veyu. This is Monster of the Week, a creepy but necessary podcast based on the Supernatural TV show. And today we have, we're have back with three great episodes. How are you, Chris? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Steven, how are you today? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing super you good. You guys are really cracking up at my like morning show host DJ thing that I have happening this morning, man. I, <laughs> yeah. Coffee just hit me. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> caffeine just hit me at the right spot. Uh, Coming at you hard with this episode of Monster of the Week. <laughs> Coming at you live. Steven, why don't you catch us up on the road so far before we get into talking about the episodes? Sure. So, previously on Monster of the Week, the Winchester boys faced off against some hillbillies after the most dangerous game. Sam meets up with Meg again, only to find out she's definitely a demon right before Papa Winchester shows up. But the reunion is cut short, just like Sam's face, by some Deva and Winchester's (laughs) (laughs) And the Winchester's must part ways of dad yet again. Finally, they took on a malleable spirit while being introduced to real-life ghost hunters who just want to make it big with the ladies. Right. Yeah. So, uh, we've got to talk about Sam's face being cut short. Like, <laughs> what are we talking well, about? Did, did you mean he has a short face? <laughs> does no. He have, like, does he, he have a small face now? His face it? gets super cut in that episode. It does, oh, it does okay. get super cut, yeah. It it's does, a little yeah. bad. Like, come it gets on. Pretty, cut. pretty torn up. I, I wrote this at like 1 o'clock last night. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we don't, we, don't need, we, don't need, uh, we don't need excuses. We need results, Stephen. Okay. Goddamn right. This um, I'm thinking that I guess first off, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks for everybody for keeping up with us. We're almost done with season one, and then we're going to be go- going into a letters episode. We want to hear your feedback. So um, if you're listening to this, you can go to our Facebook page, which I believe is just Monster of the Week. Uh, you can also go to our Tumblr or Twitter and DM us over there. And then we have an email address set up called Monster of the Week Podcast at gmail.com that you can send questions to. And they don't have to be questions; they can just be prompts, like "What's your favorite ship?" Mine is Chris and Steven, which is kind of creepy, but here we are. Yeah, whoa. <laughs> I don't know how to feel about that. Boys will be boys. Yeah, boys will yeah, be right. uh, yeah. uh, boys and girls and boys and girls. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. Let's get into the episodes. Uh, Chris, let's get into... Look, we're going to cover something wicked, Providence, and Dead Man's Blood. Uh, before getting into the nitty-gritty... I think this is going to be a longer episode because I think we're going to be talking about kind of in detail about all three of these because they're all three pretty good. Like, I think all three yeah, of these are really, really real great. good. Let's do it. Something Wicked, episode 18. Oh, Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> all right. This is the episode synopsis, everybody. The angels watch me through the night and keep me safe till morning light. A young girl's prayers are not much for a striga, a powerful witch with terrifying ties to the Winchester brothers' childhood. I got through it. I- didn't think I could Good do job. it. I got through it. <laughs> no, you, you didn't say thy angels, which I, I don't want to oh. harp on this, but like that is such an improper no, no, use no, no. of the word thy. You're, like, <laughs> well, I guess if you're praying, so if you're praying to God though, and it's thy angels, and you're asking him to keep. No, it's safe, not. It's not thy angels. That's not how that works. No, it's not God's angels. I thought that like is it thy? Thy. Yeah, but not for that's for like it's not 
it's used improperly, though. Like, just, uh, <laughs> it's wrong. I can't tell you why, but it's, it's wrong. wrong. Chris, aren't you an English lit major? Like, chime in here. What, what are we doing? That's, wrong? that's correct. Uh, I don't know. Okay. okay. I'm pretty sure it's actually. Whatever. I'm pretty sure it's thine, angels. Can Can someone look up in uh, Merriam-Webster's journal for us to see the appropriate use of? <laughs> so, um, we went. The cold open is with a little girl hanging out with her dad, right? Yep. Yeah. She's trying to go to sleep and. She's like, when's mom coming home? And they, as if um, there's something like her mom is dead because her dad uh, glances up mournfully at a family photo that he's like, not tonight, honey. Um, I thought I thought she was just at the hospital with her. Yeah, she brother. is just at the hospital. <laughs> like, but like, it sets it up like she's so intense. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, all right. <laughs> Well, is, is it imp- isn't it in the picture where you see like the other sibling there? Like, so it's implied yeah. that she's at the mm-hmm. hospital with the other kid or whatever. So, like, maybe somebody is no. Like, Chris, Chris is right though. They definitely play it like she's totally dead. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. it makes sense. It's just misleading. It's all. Um, but so the dad comes in to like you know tuck his daughter and he calls her monkey puss. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's just so weird. Everyone rewound it twice just to make sure he indeed said monkey puss. Because uh, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. totally inappropriate thing to call your daughter. Man, uh, um, monkey puss and pesqueter, right? <laughs> we're just yeah, we're <laughs> two for two on weird ass words that supernatural uses. But uh, but daddy here, he he tucks his daughter in, and then he's like, "Okay, I'll smell you later," and he leaves. And it, then it's just her in her room, um, trying to trying to catch some Z's, but she starts to see um, the silhouette of the branches. Are, are rubbing up against her window and it's freaking her out, which I feel like is a common childhood fear. I used to have trees mm-hmm. right outside my window, so it always looked like a hand was about to reach into my window. But um, sure enough, the branch silhouette does turn into a hand, and um, some hooded figure, like a Dementor from Harry Potter, enters her room. And- <laughs> <laughs> it is exactly. It's like a. It's like an old ass Dementor. It's like Dementor. It's like Professor Dementor that trains all the lower yes. Dementors. <laughs> <laughs> It does. The, it does like the same thing. Like I'm gonna suck your soul out through your mouth into my mouth with this weird blue light thing. So yeah, like um, pretty much. I think it's actually creepier than the Dementors. Um, like I, I like the design yeah. on it. Like the old craggy face and like the weird eyes that you can barely see through the hood and all that stuff. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah like everything. The- everything about this scene really works for me. Like it is so creepy and good, and the way it's shot and everything, the lighting. Yeah, silhouettes are great. We don't get too many shots of the Striga in this episode. I don't think there's this enough, but uh, yeah, it's super creepy. Mm-hmm. So at this point, Sam and Dean get uh, come into town, right? Like their dad has told them to like go check out this this thing, and they're coming into town to try to investigate um, all of these children's be- children being stick. Or no, they don't even know that yet, do they? They just notice that they come in and they're like, why did dad come tell us to come here and notice the playground is yeah. empty? Mm-hmm. They're immediately back on the or Dean is immediately back on the dad told us to line. Despite them hanging out, what is it, last episode? It was last episode, yeah. Just straight into the, well, Sam, you were going to do what he says. And this is where Sam starts to, like, really ramp up to, like, what I imagine was old Sam when he was, like, 18 trying to go to college. Because he's immediately just, (laughs) like, why are we listening to what dad is saying anymore? This is ridiculous. So Dean's like, hey, I'm the older brother. I'm right. Like, you have to listen to me. Um, And Dean, like, he says it playfully to Sam, but at the same time, you know, he's like, that's definitely how he, he thinks, sees yeah. the pattern repeating itself, and he's like, "Don't mm-hmm. you do it?" It's it's good stuff. Like I, I like this little the scene right here. Like I, I really like the idea of them looking over at the children's playground and going, "Huh, not enough kids. Something supernatural is afoot." Like the, the, the logic <laughs> leaps here is, are pretty good. 
there's some pretty big logic leaps because it's and what then, four o'clock on a cloudy day and there's no kids yeah. out. <laughs> also, children play video games now, Winchester. So I know you didn't. Yeah, yeah. right. There, there's one kid there, and so Dean decides it's totally cool for him to just randomly walk up to the mom and just start asking her questions about where all the kids are. Of course, like, well, that's yeah. That's not the hey, weirdest just go, where thing is you everybody? could do. <laughs> hey, where are all them kids at, yo? So they investigate, no strange, man. and by investigate, I mean they ask one person what's going on and find out like a bunch of people. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's when they head off to the hospital. And um, this is where like some of the they've been building some of the stuff up, up a little bit, where they they do like these little funny asides while they do all of their uh, pretending to be officials. And uh, this time, Dean mm-hmm. has arranged it so that Sam's identif- identification <laughs> to go to the hospital says bikini inspector, which. This is right up there with, like, are we going to go on a panty raid of, like, 80s TV movie <laughs> Dean Winchester? Like, I feel like all he knows are, like, those late 70s, like, uh, yeah. you know, like, Animal House. Like, that's all he watches are those, like, weird early 80s comedies with, you know, that show boobs every once in a while. Because in Dean's mind, it's just, like, you go in there and you show enough confidence and they're not going to ask to see your ID. Um, Which the <laughs> crazy thing is that actually works. Like, there's no way you're going to get into a hospital and get in to see, like, patients and records and stuff. Just, like, here's half <laughs> of my ID and then putting it I, back I worked in a hospital. <laughs> I, had, I, had the, I had scrubs. I had a, a hospital ID and they still wouldn't let me into surgery. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, that's just because they don't like you. Like they've got a whole, they got a whole. Yeah, you, didn't, you didn't have enough confidence. Is You're right. Yeah. Me and Steven um, are on your works group text. They told us. So. <laughs> they uh, but, but Sam <laughs> doesn't slack. really have enough confidence to pull it off either. No, no, he's the not. The lady's like, "Can I see some ID?" <laughs> he does the quickest flash yeah. ever. He's like, "Okay, uh, here you go," sure. and then right back in his pocket. She's like, "Yeah, okay, whatever, <laughs> whatever, dude. I guess you're hunky enough for me to let this." Exactly. It's his Once again, That's hunkiness true. wins the day. So they what? They go start talking to patients or doctors to the doctor. Somebody? Yeah, they, they go up to one of the doctors and um, he, they're like, you know, hey, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know. I hope I was hoping you guys because they're pretending to be from the CDC. If we didn't mention, um, I was yes. hoping you guys would know, like maybe something's going down or whatever. So they don't learn a lot from him, and then they go to the uh, to the, one of the dads. I think the dad that we met earlier and talk. Yeah. To him, well, and also like, they well, they go ahead. <clears throat> No, I was just going to say, uh, before they actually even meet with the doctor, they're walking down the hall, and Dean notices like this super creepy old lady just sitting in uh, in a hospital oh, room with an upside-down yeah. cross, which we'll get back to that cross in a minute, because it's ridiculous. But um, When I looked up what a striga is, that's the physical description of a striga, is what she looked like. <laughs> <laughs> I forget about this lady with the upside-down cross, because it's such a weird like aside in this episode. <laughs> just like, it's just so Yeah, bizarre. it is totally... I mean, I guess they... Every episode needs a fake out as to who the monster actually is, and this is a this is a serviceable one, I guess. But yeah, know? so you, this rule. Does every episode? No, they need don't. It? <laughs> they don't need it, but they do it. So, yeah. um, and so they interview the dad and decide to uh, they interview Monkey Puss's dad just to be very clear. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then uh, decide to investigate his house, which is where they find like this rotted handprint that the Striga left behind. Yeah, because cause Sam's like, oh, uh, yeah, the whole family at the hospital grieving. Let's go fucking break Let's into go their break house. Yeah. Their house. <laughs> yeah. This is their perfect <laughs> opportunity, he said. Uh, literal thief. <laughs> <laughs> and they bust in and they find the most extreme handprint ever left behind. Yeah, someone's got to see that. Like, there's no way they didn't notice that because he apparently checks the window because it's open and then he just doesn't see the creepiest looking thing on the windowsill. He doesn't see, like, the the dinosaur print that was left outside of her window. Also, they park that really obvious car in right in front of the house that they're breaking into. 
Like that's just the thing. Like park down the street, dude. Dude, there was a. I didn't bring this up, but there was a previous episode. I think the one. um, I want to say it's the one with Megan at the Chicago one that we just covered. But there was an episode where they literally park the Impala in front of a goddamn fire hydrant and then sneak in somewhere. And I'm like, that's (laughs) what are you doing? Like, that's the exact wrong place to park. They don't care. Super right in front of a ticket. No, they come back out and it's getting towed. I think that would be pretty funny. That would also be really really funny. but the handprint, this really, really distinct handprint, triggers a flashback, yeah. and now we get to Sam and Dean as youngins, which is some yeah. of my favorite. I like shit. this stuff a lot, guys. Yeah, this is really good stuff. Someone taking care of little snot nose Sam. Yeah, and Sam yeah, is. I want all the cereal. <laughs> like, get over yourself. Sam. He doesn't want spaghettios. He doesn't say it right. Who doesn't <laughs> want spaghettios? I should kick him in the face. You know, you know who great. doesn't want spaghettios? Someone who's been fed spaghettios for the last nine days because Papa Winchester True. is a terrible father. Like I could eat when I was his age. I wanted spaghettios nine days in a row. Yeah, that's why your mom didn't give it to you because she knew you'd be sick of it by oh, day seven. You know, it's, you. it's funny. You're, I don't believe you're, you, Jeremy. Just saying, I don't believe you. They have a fake out in every episode for what the monster is. You think it's the old lady in this one, but it's really something else. Uh, you think it's the old man in the second episode, but it's really something else. And then you think it's the vampires in the third episode, but really it's John Winchester. Oh snap! snap. You're right. You're right. Yep. <laughs> um, this is the. Uh, so Papa Winchester is leaving to go on a hunt with P- Pastor Jim and uh, and like leaves Dean in charge. And real quick, this is like the fourth or fifth time we talk about Pastor Jim in an episode. Mm-hmm. And to my mm-hmm. knowledge, Pastor Jim never actually – does he actually show up? Is he the guy? He shows up okay. in, in – I'm like pretty sure he actually five. does, yeah. Okay. okay. I don't For think like the boys meet Part him. of an episode. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I'm Honestly, spoilers, I think he gets cooked. I, I, I think the boys yeah, just hear that he dies. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a spoiler to say that everybody that, that Winchester's come in contact with die. Like almost every <laughs> single one. Also, spoiler, sometimes the Winchesters die. Yes. Well, I mean, it's literally... <laughs> Dean has already died once in this season, so... <laughs> We're good on oh, that. <laughs> the, the, the wretched rawhead. Yeah, yeah yes. exactly. Also, like, so, like, here's the thing, like... He's not actually going to meet Pastor Jim. He's like, if something goes wrong, call oh, Pastor Jim. Yeah, Why doesn't he just leave them with Pastor Jim? I don't get that part. Like he's hunting, he's hunting a monster who eats children. Why is he leaving them alone? Pastor Jim charges five dollars an hour. That's the obvious answer. He's a cheapskate, man. (laughs) Pastor Jim charges to to take care of to take care of the Winchester boys. And he doesn't accept your fake credit cards. So that's going to be the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use real money to pay Pastor Jim. But, but Dean has this childhood flashback and he realizes, oh shit, we're, we're here. Like, we've been here before. I know what we're hunting now. Um, he doesn't want to tell Sam the whole truth, though. We don't get it to the end of the episode. Yeah. Is, this um, is a secret. He's can real I, can I write this on my, on my secret list? Like, this is a secret that Dean keeps from Sam for most of the episode, and I really feel like... Yeah, yeah sure. Dean, it definitely Dean can should, go on the secret list. Dean should tell Sam about this, right? Like, he should immediately tell yeah. Sam about this, because they're hunting the same monster together. Um, do you want to check Dad's journal? I would love to check Dad's journal. Yeah. Okay, I got a couple of in here. Now, a striga is a vampiric witch in the traditional Albanian folklore that sucks the blood of infants and uh, it sucks the blood of infants at night while they sleep, and then turns into a flying insect, traditionally a moth, fly, or bee. Uh, only the striga herself could cure those who she had drained of life. The striga is often pictured as a woman with a hateful stare, uh, sometimes wearing a cape and a horribly disfigured face. Now, well, that's this that is, lady. This is this next quote is from uh, the actual show itself, so it, it reads like it's lines of dialogue. Uh, a striga. It's a kind of witch. It's like a kind of witch. They're Albanian, but legends about the 
them date back to ancient Rome. They feed off spiritus vitae, breath of life, kind of like your life force essence, just like a Dementor. Uh, you know, she takes her vitality, maybe your uh, immunity goes to hell, pneumonia takes hold. Striga can feed off of anybody, but they prefer children, probably because they have the stronger life force. Strigas are invul- invulnerable to all weapons devised by God and man. Except, of course, when they're feeding. Nice. Yep. These are very creepy dudes. Like I don't, I don't like this at all. <laughs> like the, no. turning into yeah. insects and stealing children's life force and stealing whoever's life force. Like this is super gross and really, really creepy. Yeah. And, I, and I don't like it. It sneaks into your window at night or to your kid's window at night and just drains them of life. So then they get pneumonia and they die. And like, I, I, I guess you, <laughs> when I you guess, put it that way, it actually it makes it seem like it could totally fit into an actual belief system. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like. Yeah. When people's children are getting sick, they don't understand. Like, how does Bloody Mary fit into anything? But something like this, they're like, oh, we don't know how these kids get pneumonia. We don't know why they get sick and die. Let's blame it on this. <laughs> let's, let's go bathe ourselves in our sewer pipe and see what happens. <laughs> see if that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't understand germs. Let's blame it on a Striga. Uh, <laughs> I really like the fact that Striga is an actual thing. Like, I think when I watched this the first time, I, I know when I watched this for the first time, I was doing no research on it. So I just assumed like this was something that the uh, writers made up. But it's it's very cool to find out like this is an actual like folklore myth thing. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's actually funny when I started looking up uh, research for vampires as well, which is of course everybody knows what a vampire is, but uh, strigas came up in the like Wikipedia entry about it. Oh wow, interesting. Cool. Yeah. So uh, where what do we go here? So we're gonna go. Is this where they head to the motel. Yeah, we're gonna go back and forth a little bit because um, we're gonna we're gonna have quite a few cutbacks to our to our flashbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. But meanwhile, we go back to Dean and Sam and the adult version and they're going to a hotel and they, they go to check into a hotel and there's a, a, a little dude there who's taking care of his little brother that instantly gives, gives Dean like all of the feels. And um, yeah. Yeah. the little dude asks him like, Hey, do you want to, you know, you want a room, you want a king or two Queens? And he's like, Oh, I need two Queens. And the little kid looks at him. He's like, I'll bet. Like, and I'm like, sure. What yeah. are you, like, dude, you were way too young. And um, the mom comes in and is like, have you fed your brother or whatever? Go feed your brother. And that's, that's when we go back to young Sam and Dean. And this is where we get the scene with the SpaghettiOs and the cereal. Ah, yes. Sam mm-hmm. is talking about how he wants the, the cereal. And Dean says, well, I haven't gotten any. You know, you can eat the SpaghettiOs. And then Dean just throws away the SpaghettiOs, which is like a yeah. incredible yeah. waste of food. Uh, yep. but, it, but it's all okay because Sam starts eating the cereal, pulls out the toy, and then offers Dean the toy. Oh, guys. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it's like it, it kind of, that kind of stuff gets to me, man. Like, because I have a younger brother, so like a lot of those kinds of interactions I've actually kind of had. Where I'm like, dude, I, like I, want I the last am a younger brother, so <laughs> <laughs> I've been that, that little shithead. Yeah, I'm, I'm the oldest of four, and I, I give a shit about any of them. So sorry, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> they can kick, take care of each other. Yeah, he would let he would just let the Shriga take their life essence. It's fine. <laughs> it's more spaghetti was for me, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Jeez. Um, so anyway, Sam starts doing research on what this thing could be, and Dean says, "No need, you know, no, no bother. All we have to do is catch it while it's feeding." And Sam is like, "How do you know this?" Again, Dean keeping this this secret. Um, and they they kind of start doing they do the map thing, which I always dig, where they start finding, mm-hmm. you know, where have all these victims been had and, and and captured or gotten sick, and they find out that the hospital is kind of center, and that's when Dean remembers, "Oh yeah, I saw the creepy lady with the upside down cross." So let's go kill her. <laughs> like what? Yeah. <laughs> so let's go into the hospital in plain 
clothes, guns drawn, and go into this woman's room. Jesus. It's pretty no, great. No subtlety whatsoever with these two guys. Oh, man, it's so great. <laughs> also, they like, up so, on her, and she's like, whoa, hello. Yeah, I guess I'm she's blind. blind. Yeah. But also, all right, so she says, now fix that cross on the wall that keeps getting messed up. Who And then Dean taps it, and the weighted part, like, so the bottom of the cross, the heaviest part, is rotated up. How does that just happen by accident? I don't... I don't get that. Like, he just the, taps it, and then it falls right into place. Spoilers, the Striga doctor just keeps coming in and turning it down. <laughs> yeah! That has to be it, because, like, he's, someone He's setting up his own red herring. And another room in the hospital is just a, a lady in a room full of mirrors, and he's like, maybe they'll think it's a Bloody Mary. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like, at this point in my life, like, upside-down crosses, they're just not cool for showing super evil <laughs> things anymore. Like, okay, come on. Come on. Yeah. So, um, so, we get going through this a little bit more. Sam goes to the library and starts doing research and finds out kids have been getting sick since, like, 1893. And then, surprise, they find a picture of the doctor who they had talked to originally when they first went to the hospital from 1893. So, which, yeah. hey, Striga, like, mix it up a little bit. What are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah right? Don't, number one, also, don't let your picture the, be taken, uh, but yeah. Grow a beard, get a different haircut, seriously. you know, anything. Yeah, he, he has literally the same haircut. But um, simultaneous to that, Dean, they actually find out that um, the Striga, while they were out doing that, uh, strikes again, and uh, it's the kid who was at the front counter, it's his younger brother. Yeah. That uh, that got nabbed this time. So they know that the and Dean is, is gonna, pissed. Yeah, <laughs> Dean's not not happy about this. He's not okay with that. And, but they but they know since this thing runs in families that the uh, older kid, who I'm going to call Dean Junior for the rest of the episode, just to make it easy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dean Junior, they know it's going to be coming for him, and Dean says, "Well, this is the way to get it. Like, we need to let the streak come for the creature, and then we can shoot it." And Sam is not into this again. Dean's willingness to put innocent lives on the line or just to kill semi not quite proven guilty people at the drop of a hat mm-hmm. is really clashing mm-hmm. with Sam's like being a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, and then this is this is where we flash back again uh, for the final time, and we actually see why Dean is super mad about this. Uh, it's because he screwed up the hunt the first time. By you know being a kid, I don't. I was about to say I don't think he screwed anything up. Like he was a yeah, little bit irresponsible. Doesn't. I'm not blaming Dean for anything right now. But he's a kid. Yeah, like like I said before, John left his kids alone on a hunt for a thing that hunts kids. He had to know it was what, wrong. What you know? do you think is going to happen? <laughs> he had to know it was wrong. <laughs> but I do I do like this because we get Dean um like Sam finally has fallen asleep and Dean's bored, so he's like, Hey, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna go to the local like arcade at this hotel and I'm gonna go play like some random game that they didn't even bother to like give it like make it like Galaga or some shit, which was really disappointing. <laughs> That's what I imagine it is though. Of course. Yeah. That's what I would have played. And uh apparently Dean's pretty good at video games because I know their family's broke and doesn't have any cash, but he just stays up that to that place till it closes, so he must be getting them extra lives like crazy. Uh, <laughs> When they, um, I can't quite, Chris, maybe help me out here. I can't quite remember how this works. He goes, he walks in and then sees the Striga on top of Sam. Yeah. Yeah. He like doesn't know what to do. And then like two seconds later, John Winchester kicks the door in. And he has the gun ready. Yeah. He has the gun ready. He's pointing it at him. Well, no, Dean does. Dean grabs the shotgun, but he like freaks out though because of what is going on. Like he's, he's a kid. He hasn't hunted yet. Like he just knows that there are things, but I don't. I don't think at this point he's actually come up against anything. Yeah, and and man, 
John Winchester just could not be more of a dickhead about this entire situation. Yeah. Like, I told you to yeah. watch your brother, Dean. You know, what are you doing, you piece of shit? You, you spit <laughs> shit on my shoe. Like, he's just really, he's really mean to Dean about this. And, like, yo, Dean is, what, 11 at this point? Like, he doesn't look very, he doesn't even look like an older kid. Like, when I was 11 years old, I had zero responsibilities in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Much less taking care of another living child. What? <laughs> like, not even not even just taking care of him, but literally, like, making sure he doesn't get killed. <laughs> like, yeah. I babysat my younger brother. I never had to worry about a monster coming in and killing him. Like, this really sets intense. up Dean's, like, guilt complex with mm-hmm, this shit. Mm-hmm. And not only does he blame himself for what happened to Sam there, not only does he himself or any of the other kids that this Striga has hurt in the mm-hmm. time since they've been gone. Um, but he basically blames himself for everything bad that's ever happened to Sam. At least that's how I'm seeing it. Um, yeah, that's all because of this like was. one moment or because of the shit that John Winchester put in his head. Uh, I think he takes it personally anytime anything bad ever happens to Sam. Yeah. Dean is but Dean, this Dean is has also, issues with a yeah, capital I. This yeah. is also an episode for Dean to shine a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. they're always drawing parallels to other characters to help flesh out the boys. This is clearly a parallel for Dean being a big brother. We usually get episodes about Sam, especially season one is all kind of about fleshing out Sam's character. Uh, and Dean is just there kind of being Dean. Uh, but I think this one really lets him shine as like, he, you know, yeah, he's damaged because of his dad. He's damaged because of the, some of the shit that he goes through, but he will do anything for his little brother. Uh, and he really like does genuinely care about him. And I think it, it really casts him in a, in a good light. Yeah, yeah, this is this is good. There's even a moment um, here in just a bit where Sam and, and Dean kind of Sam is like actually being emotionally honest with Dean and like, wow, yeah. that's that's this is I can't believe that you did that. Like that's super. Like you don't. This is I can't believe this. And Dean is literally like, kill me now. I never want to talk about this. Again. Yeah, I think <laughs> he shuts yeah, it down yeah, like, immediately. Um, but you can tell like it's I an understand. Actual- I understand why you follow Dad's orders like that because basically being like you put so much pressure on your shoulders. Dad put so much pressure on you. I get why you followed his orders. And that's when Dean's like, oh god me now and it's nice to have a, an emotional moment like that because that's how it is sometimes mm-hmm. between maybe bro- I, mean, I don't have a brother but maybe between guys or friends or anybody when you one person's like hey buddy it's okay and then the person's like oh shit i don't want to talk about this but it's still it, there's an understanding there's that, still that somewhat communication because sam just laps it off and it's like yeah. a nice like he under he two. understands that that is Dean's way of saying like you know thank you or you know whatever because from a Dean, writing standpoint actually, you don't have to yeah, go overboard with yeah which is great well and Dean like they they do it really well where Dean is talking to the kid from the front desk because um, they they sit him down and tell him what what they've got to do like hey we're gonna <laughs> let this a- monster try why do they tell him just let him go to bed and then bust in and shoot the thing well because like, they I don't they, understand like that. I, I think they need to they need him on his side because they need him to not freak out when the strike comes in right like they want him to be like as still and as bait like as possible I actually don't think that matters I think they could just bust in and shoot it <laughs> <laughs> maybe they don't and then explain <laughs> afterwards it'll be okay <laughs> ask for forgiveness and not permission is what you're what you're saying yeah 100% I think, <laughs> I think it would it work out way better it just makes Sam feel better if they get a permission slip side first <laughs> <laughs> true, that true, does true. sound like Sam, right? Like, can we yeah. can we can we ask an adult first? Um, uh, I do like this Dean, setup. Though, get... Like when they actually put in like cameras in this room. Like, mm-hmm. where did the night vision cameras come from? Is that did they just have those in the trunk? Did they already have Dean, them? Right in this room? Room? It's it's from Bloody Mary. Remember, and Dean knows how to use the night vision. And Sam, I guess doesn't. I guess you're That's absolutely fine. right. But it, <laughs> the whole thing seemed like very paranormal activity to me, which I thought was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Sure enough, they catch a striga on camera. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I want to see, though, like, uh, they cut around it, which is a good thing, because it would just look silly, but I really want to see that actor in that cloak trying <laughs> to get through that window, because it has to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, it trips over itself and falls, it's like, oh, shit, <laughs> But again, it's a very creepy image, and it's a very uh, creepy mm. visual of, of this old, ragged creature coming through the window, coming to lean over your bed. I mean, that is, like, number one, child the fear right there, like next to the boogeyman, is just like something like this, you know? <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. And they start, they unload in this thing, right? Like they, they like shoot it like 18 billion times and it still does not kill this thing. Um, well, because, well, because when they kick in the door, Sam's like, hey! And then like, <laughs> yeah. What, what are you doing? Yeah, shut Sam. <laughs> Literally Why? just shoot. Um, somehow or another, the, the Strega gets um, a hold of Sam and starts sucking Sam's lifeblood out. And I, I took a screenshot of this and I don't remember if I sent it to you, but I'm sending it to you in the chat right now. Uh, the face that Sam makes. <laughs> this is the most. <laughs> like, these eyes. <laughs> we'll have to figure out a way to include this in the show notes. I, I promise yeah, everybody totally. listening. But holy oh. shit, right? <laughs> yeah, his, his whole face, like, sinks in. He turns into a skeleton, like, practically. A I mean, it's a old face, right? That's definitely yeah. his, uh, his, vinegar, his vinegar face. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know if anybody's ever seen the league. I've, but... never, yeah, called, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never heard it called that. Yes. <laughs> Wait, we're starting the league podcast after this. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, eventually, uh, Dean knocks it away, shoots it in between the eyes, and then like just unloads another clip in it just to be safe. Like, just murders this dude. And uh, yep. once the streak is dead, own. all of the kids are fine. <laughs> like, I hope just... there's nobody else yeah. staying at this fucking motel. <laughs> yeah because like where i live like well like where i lived as a kid like i lived out in the country so it's pretty normal to hear gunshots every once in a while like where i'm at now i would be freaking out if i heard like seven gunshots in a row and then three more after like a half hour like that would seriously freak me out i work across the street from a firing range so it's uh in the way that like the business park I'm in is set up, it just echoes so loud. So we go for like a nice little afternoon walk, uh, and then just like and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> 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 just sounds so close all the time. <laughs> that's disconcerting. And that's yeah, that's so pretty the much the episode, dead. right? Because uh, yeah. the, Sam has a line in here in, in the wrap up when they're when they're talking about it, and um, when they finally see like the two brothers reunited or whatever or the kid run, or like dean jr runs off to go um like take you to go see his brother in the hospital like it's finally time for him to go to the hospital and sam says has a line like oh, i wish i could have that kind of innocence and i could, just was sitting here thinking like yeah me too man this would be your life would be so much easier if you were just an innocent little dude but unfortunately yeah. you were not which <laughs> foreshadowing i guess <clears throat> yeah. yeah chris wrap us up on your on your thoughts on something wicked Striga is really cool uh i think is there there might be another episode where Streak shows up. Maybe it doesn't matter. Um, and the brotherly relationship is really cool. I think, like I said, Dean's chance to shine as the strong, protective older brother is nice because it, using the parallels of the little kids like sets it off in a ni- nice way. Because sometimes Dean is like too controlling uh, and too like do what I say as an older brother. Um, but these scenes help to show like you know he really does just love his little brother and he just wants him to be okay. And um, that's that's like my favorite part of the episode. Excellent, Stephen. Yeah, uh, pretty much the same thing. I, I I'm on Team Dean, so anything that like kind of centers around him, I can always really get into. Uh, and anytime they ever flash back 
to the to the boys when they're younger. I love that kind of stuff. Like later, we get a few more episodes uh, moving forward, and yeah, I love that kind of stuff. So this is a real win uh, for me. Yeah, this I think this is overall is a good episode. It's not. Um... It doesn't further our meta plot, right? Like our ongoing storyline, no. yeah, like chasing no. the demons or anything. But it does a really nice job of fleshing out the brothers' relationship, and like you two have mentioned, Dean's kind of guilt complex about all of this stuff in a really, really nice way, and not actually kind of ham-handedly. Like they they handle it pretty deftly throughout the episode of flashing back at appropriate times. Like it's it's very obvious what's going to happen throughout the episode, but I still think it's done with kind of a subtle touch. Like I, I think it's done yeah, and and it's. Acted really well. Like it would be really easy to get into on the acting part of this, like really get into melodrama. But uh, Jensen and Jared, they really kill it uh, in this episode. Also, is this the episode where Sam has the weird dog shirt? <laughs> it might be. I don't remember which episode it was, but yeah. <laughs> I remember we kept sending that in the, in the messages. It was like this lame dog shirt yeah. that Sam wears. You can definitely this, tell uh, uh, Jared brought that with him. Oh, yeah. yeah. The whole the Dean flashback thing is also setting up for the fact that we're going to be with John Winchester in a few episodes mm-hmm. and I think they need to establish some more uh, of the situation between Dean and John, not just that he constantly for the last 25 years has said, done everything that John Winchester tells him to do uh, Dean has some reasoning behind the way that he is with his dad um, Yeah, like, and this, this kind of gives credence to like Sam leaving them because this dude's just like he's borderline a psychopath in the way that he treats his family yeah um which i mean anybody i'm pretty sure anybody's sanity would break when they found out that monsters are real so mm-hmm. sure but i think this is really interesting i to, would break in a been, much different way i'm, gonna be yeah, I'm sure yes yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh like this guy like you know we've spent the entire season looking for this guy we've gotten to actually seen him in one episode and in that episode it's actually a really a healthy moment for all of them. Like they're, they're, they all kind of get along in the little bit that they're together in the, in I believe is the last episode, um, Trevor shadows was, uh, and, uh, we actually get to see like this dude wasn't real good for them. Like he, the relationship was real unhealthy. Like we actually get to see that instead of just hearing Sam complain about it. Um, we actually get to see that take place in, in actually like how he's more protective of Sam than he is of Dean. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is, like I said, this is a really good episode. Um, again, season one keeps surprising me. I don't know why. Like I remember, mm-hmm. like, obviously I like season one enough to watch the 12 garbage seasons that are going to follow it. So, yeah. but, um, it really, <laughs> like if you would, if you straight up asked me, and I think we talked about this at the first, on the first episode of the podcast, like. I would have kind of said, yeah, we're gonna have we're gonna have a lot of duds throughout here, and like it just keeps surprising me how good the season is. Like it's just really, really good. There's only one skippable episode so far, which is or maybe two: Racist Truck and uh, the Benders. I think we're our two that are yeah, yeah. gonna be. Th- you just don't need to watch it all. <clears throat> Windigo is not great either, but that does tie into the boys' mission a little bit. So yeah, it sets some yeah. good stuff up. Episode 19, Provenance. Uh, a portrait of a long-dead family is amazingly lifelike. Maybe that's because one of the likenesses is alive, dot, 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 and lethal. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Smash cut. <laughs> Actually, this this episode is kind of dumb. Um, like, this episode is kind of dumb. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. 
but it's really good too. It's also really good. Like the uh, the, the the big bad here, like this painting that has people in it that's actually are still alive, is very very well done. It's super creepy looking. Mm. Like anytime they 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 show it, and like all the action and stuff actually kind of really works for me. Like I like yeah, every, every, I like all the directions of this place. This this episode goes, even though I think it is. It suffers from being forty-five minutes. Like, there's a couple of like dead yeah. mm-hmm. plot threads that we don't really need. But um. and it's another one of those back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So they go to the same three locations a bunch of times, so yeah. it's kind of hard to tell what's happening when when you're like reviewing it. Mm-hmm. But also, I think they do like this is them doing the relationship stuff with one of the boys like really well, as opposed to the racist truck episode where it was just boring and entirely unnecessary. Like, I think this actually works pretty well, even though like Sam is the somehow maybe more awkward than I am with that kind of stuff. Whenever he goes, like, I don't, like, he's the most awkward. Uh, but I still think it's done, like, as cringy as that stuff can be, I think it's done kind of really well uh, in this episode. Well, nobody, um, nobody sucks anybody's nipple in this episode, so, like. Yeah, <laughs> yes, all right, you know what? Net positive. We don't see what happens after the credits roll. I'm just that's true, <laughs> that's true. There could be all kinds of nipple sucking that we don't know about. These Winchesters got some oh, appetizing no. nipples. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Oh. Sorry to all our listeners. I'm so sorry to you two, my friends. Um, sorry to my family. So, the cold open here is a couple has just purchased this creepy-ass fucking painting at a, an art auction or an estate yeah. sale or something. Uh, because the people who own the painting previously were murdered. Am I correct on that? I don't, did they get into that detail? Or was it maybe it was just in storage for a long time? Yeah, it was just in storage. Old, and now it was up for sale. So this couple, they buy the painting. They're trying to have some hanky-panky time. Um, Wait, before we run too fast past this, because this okay. this yeah, cold no, open no. is one of these situations where I feel like they write the cold open and they just try to like force these things together that don't actually go together. Yeah. Who is putting this up in their like above their fireplace, the focal yeah, point of their living room? Like, it's not your exactly. family. It's it's a totally different. Fa- and I get like it's a it's an old piece of art or whatever. Like put it up in your library, you rich fuck. But like, like <laughs> pick a different painting for your like. Ah, this, this, this is so weird. So. Yeah, it's real dumb. And like they're like, yeah, it's for charity. I'm like, there's no charity worth that painting, dude. It's like, <laughs> yes, it qualitatively, it's a good painting, but. Like to, it's not aesthetically pleasing in any way. Like, no, why? no. Like, <laughs> it's especially like in the house that they're in, which otherwise feels very modern and sleek. Like all the mm-hmm. furniture is mm-hmm. very like, uh, very like metal and black, and you know what I'm saying, the glass. Mm-hmm. So I have this like, yeah. old timey painting offsetting that is really, really bizarre to me. But hey, it's it gets them in the mood, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> it really, it really turns does. them on. <laughs> <laughs> What is that that's painting of Gothic America of with the dude and the and the yeah. pitchfork? Like that's what yeah. I do. That's what, I look at that. I don't even have to look at like pornography on the internet anymore. Yeah. I just see that dude with the pitchfork. And I'm ready to go. Honey, get in here. <laughs> I bought a book. Oh, about, I bought a book of history from the 1890s, and it has illustrations. I'm on the bed, baby. <laughs> so yeah. that's essentially oh, the situation that this cold open is stepping into. I just uh, got so much insight into your relationship, Jeremy. Thanks for yeah, that. Yeah, it really works now for you, right? <laughs> so, uh-huh. <laughs> so, so these- homeboy goes upstairs to, yeah. to, you know, lay down with his wife, and he's like, babe, it's dark in here. Turn the light on. I can't see anything. All right, first of all, yeah. you don't need, like, like, if she turned the light off when she's about to have sex with you, you just leave it, leave it be. Like, what do you do? Yeah, trust me, you're not questioning that. But then he climbs under the bed, he's like, hey, did you spill something? Why are you so silent? Well, he doesn't ask that, but he should be. Uh, then, of course, he realizes it's blood. 
his wife is like way murdered. Um, and Super I think that murdered. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a mercy. the scene is like so horrifying. Like, yeah. oh my god, <laughs> it's a mercy to him that he then gets m- murdered a moment later. Yeah. Otherwise, he would a hundred percent be convicted of this murder uh, and would have to live with his dead wife. Mm-hmm. So, um, or live with his wife's death. He wouldn't have to live with her dead body. Um, that would be weird. So yeah, these these two these two art horny art buyers uh mm-hmm. they get slashed up and then then cut to sam studying murder at a bar again yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> while <laughs> dean is pretending to be like a uh producer or something from hollywood <laughs> like the skeeziest thing you could do dean is such a sleazebag if he ever follows it really is i mean like, right now he's just lying to chicks like if he actually followed through and like actually did anything with these chicks, it'd be horrible. But right now, he's just like a piece of shit at the bar that can't pick up anybody. Yeah. But uh, I feel like every episode where they start to focus in on Dean hitting on chicks, that means that Sam is going to have some emotional connection to a woman in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely right. That's, that's, Sam's yes. over there pouting, being like, come on, Dean, come look at these fucking serial killer clippings I have. <laughs> <laughs> and Dean's like, check out these numbers I got. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that they do it in the next episode, too. I could be wrong. I don't remember. But there's no. a lot of looking up, up murders at bars. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. Like, they're like, I, there's two things that annoy me about people at bars, and I'm a guy that hangs out at a lot of bars. Um, one is people playing videos at full volume on their phone while they're sitting yes. at the bar. That's super annoying. People and do two, that in the break room at my work. Oh, oh. Yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. And two, do your earbuds out, dude. Looking up serial killer information at a bar also not cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't do that. That's weird. Creeping everybody out, man. For sure. <laughs> um, Sam finds a case, though. He, this is this is what he does. He finds a case, and the, the boys decide to go to an auction um, and to look at all this priceless art. And there's a scene where, I guess, to to set the tone of this, like they're 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 showing a line of all of these like real snazzy rich people cars, mm-hmm. right? And then for the first time in the series, and I think maybe the yeah. only time in the series, as the as the camera scrolls over all these fancy cars, it goes to the Impala. And I guess what they're trying to say is like the Impala is not as classy and like they've dirtied it up. It looks all nasty. Like yeah. I think there's even a dent in it somewhere. And I'm like, this is well, not this, how you're presenting way- this car to me before, before now. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about that. And I think what it is, is whenever we see the Impala normally, it's from Dean's perspective. And this is like the first time we actually get outside of that. <laughs> this is actually just what it looks like the whole time. <laughs> you He's an unreliable even- narrator. He's yeah. <laughs> yeah. got beer goggles for the Impala. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's just where yeah. Regina is like passed out, hung over in the passenger seat of the Impala. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Sam has to wake his ass up, but it's like clearly Dean just got laid. Oh like, yeah, that's too what it hard is. last night. They go to the house first to investigate the mur- to investigate the murder scene, and then they go to the um, thing. They, then they go to the uh, the auction. I didn't think they go to the yeah, house so. yet. I thought they just found out that the they looked for the painting and then found out it had been sold to an auction, right? I don't ever remember going to that. I could be totally wrong. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't they know. go back and forth so many times. There's no, almost no. I, I really yeah. don't remember. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, they go inside of this auction house, and Dean is just stuffing his face with hors d'oors. It's the first time that we get great. squirrel. I love Dean. that kind of stuff. Squirrel. I Dean. absolutely love that. <laughs> is stuff. it because wasn't he chomping down on some uh, like uh, the, blanket the, when they were pretending to be a yeah, priest yeah. for the bloody? Well, this yeah. time I feel like he's like really he's like, playing really the going for it because he doesn't want to have to talk when the girl comes over to. Talk to Sam. That's when he really starts doing it because he's like, "I'm not talking to this girl. You two just shared a glance. It's all you, Sammy." <laughs> <laughs> well, before, before I that though, like 
the dude running the auction, he's like, yeah, can I get some champagne, bud? And he's like, oh, no. He's like, dude, that's not a waiter. <laughs> like, Dean immediately hates that guy. Has Dean been into a, in a fancy situation like this ever in his life? Like, I no. don't think so. 100% not, right? Yeah. But he's no, in there with no, no, so no, much no. bravado. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he really doesn't, he does not care. And, like, he immediately hates that dude for some odd reason. Like, he's like, I oh, finally. It, it's like, like, he's a jerk. <laughs> oh, yes. He is a real <laughs> dick. But, I mean, also, these are just two, like, kind of trashy looking dudes rolling up in this fancy art <laughs> auction. Like, I, I love when, like, the blue collar Winchesters rub up against like high society. It happens mm-hmm, in a few episodes mm-hmm. in the future. And it just endears them so much more to me. Because, uh, you know, just clashing against like these rich people in their fancy suits and then the boys are just in flannel and their brown jackets. Well, it's, you're just like, it's, yeah, it's, fuck yeah. Well, because like normally they're the most attractive people as well as the tallest people in every room. <laughs> and then like they get into a situation like this where they're obviously, you know, quote unquote of a lesser class, I guess. It's easier. Like that's whenever you're like, okay, they're just dudes. This is cool. God, you saying that just reminded me about the uh, ghost ship episode that's coming in season two. Mm-hmm. Three. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cannot wait. This is going to be good, so good stuff. That's going to be my new racist truck. <laughs> Go ship. But that episode's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. So this anyway. uh, fan- fancy pretty lady named Sarah comes down. Her and Sam have locked eyes, and I think is that there. That's who they start like talking to about the painting a little bit. Yes, yeah, because she uh, she tests uh, Sam uh, on a piece of art, and he actually he he's like, well, actually, it's this kind over here. He's like, but you knew that because you're super smart. <laughs> yeah, Sam's making some real dumb. Like I don't. This whole flirtation scene, like, it just seems so. It's real bad. And, and, and it's so whack. bad. Like, even Dean is over here like, I, I don't even know what to do with this. Like, I hope, you guys, <laughs> yeah. I hope, I hope there's sex at the end of this, because I, I don't see how it could happen, but maybe for the two of you, it would. <laughs> yeah. I think this is also where Dean just, like, drops a bunch of stuff or knocks over a bunch of stuff for no reason. Like, he's really being, like, like he leans into being the blue-collar, like, redneck, you know, bull in a china shop Dean Winchester here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, some one of them gets her number so that Sam can uh, go and ask her on a date. But of course, they get kicked out first too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, which another get- good exchange between the fancy dad. It turns out that guy is actually Sarah's dad. Uh, he's like, "Yeah, you guys aren't on the guest list." And Dean's like, "We don't have to tell me twice." And the guy's like, "Well, apparently I do." <laughs> it's like, it's a, like I, I don't know why. I really like the animosity that is instantaneous between the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the. Um- hotel that they check into like i don't know what the deal is yeah. with this. and it doesn't ever come up again i don't think but like no they just walk <laughs> in and it's like literally like this crazy honeymoon suite mirrors on the ceiling black and white champagne room vibe it's so weird in here like there's so this is, hanging on the wall this like, is kind oh. of what i was talking about where like the anatomy of the room is the same as every other hotel that they've stayed in it's just the aesthetic is completely different now and they're both like huh <laughs> Yeah, this was just, like, the set designers having fun. Exactly, yeah. Which is always good. And then, yeah, they they don't pay any attention to it later on. Like, they're just having these real serious conversations in a real funky, groovy <laughs> hotel room. So this is it's, when Sam calls and asks uh, yeah. on a date, and they go to mm-hmm. dinner and have... I don't know what is wrong with Sam. Has he ever been on a date? <laughs> it's like, right, he hasn't. No. Jess is the only girlfriend he's ever had, I guess, so... It's it's ridiculous. Like he, this girl starts opening up about her mom dying, which 
Hey Sam, your mom died. Like this is a perfect mm-hmm. end, like to share yep. some camaraderie and to have an experience together. But like he's like, no, how about them provenances, yo? Like where did that painting yeah. come from? Yeah. <laughs> and I realized like he's he's on task. Like I realized that, but like just a moment of goddamn empathy for a woman that you that well, you right. are kind and of I realized that, to. I realize he doesn't say anything because it's supposed to be that he's all hung up about Jess, and he says it at the end of the episode. But but yeah, what, like you're saying, like you don't have to talk about your dead girlfriend. You can talk. You can say, "I lost my mother too." You don't have to be yep. all dramatic about it. Just, oh, I was a little kid, you know. And yeah. she, human right, human connection is a good thing for you, Sam. It's okay. But he's just all bottled up right now. He just doesn't know how to express himself to the pre girl. Also, yeah. just just to just to throw this out there, like Sam, if you're conf- conflicted about Jessica, that's fine. You don't have to bang this chick. You could just talk to her like she's a yeah. human being. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. yep. It doesn't have to be a relationship. It doesn't have to be sexual. You can just share an experience with somebody. Regardless of their sex or gender, is this so? Uh, Sam is such a weirdo in this. What, uh, oh, while while we're critiquing Sam, I don't know why it stands out to me in this scene. His haircut is atrocious. Yeah, <laughs> like it's so bad. <laughs> like, what are you doing, dude? He looks he's like really, he's really got the old Chris Moser, am I right? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, um, no. there are parts of this episode sense. where he he looks like friggin' Noctis from Final Fantasy. He's got his bangs pulled <laughs> down between his eyes, and like he's just going for it. And me and my girlfriend so were watching true. this, and and Jared Padalecki. Like clearly has broken out. Like he's yeah. Like, you uh-huh. just see like they've caked yeah. makeup on him, and he's got like white heads all around his mouth. And I'm guessing maybe his forehead had a little bit of breakout action going on too. And they're like, cover that shit up, put your hair down, cover it up. He's okay. It's okay. He's human. He's a lot. He's a lot of good breakouts, but uh, yeah. it's just really obvious in this episode. <laughs> and it's yeah. just ridiculous <laughs> that he has that haircut. Because yes, I did have that haircut when I was fifteen. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess it makes I still sense. have a long mess of hair, but it's you know part of like an adult now. Yeah, but the, also I guess it kind of make it doesn't make sense for them to have really great haircuts when they just literally just live out of hotel rooms. No, no, they cut each other's. <laughs> like they just never show. Guess, they cut each and other's they're hair. really good at it. You just they both imagine spent about sixteen hundred hours. Sam's hair. Absolutely, uh-huh. <laughs> Dean definitely spent sixteen hundred hours in cosmetology school, which is the legal yep. requirement. <laughs> Because Sam, Sam can just, he could probably work a pair of buzzers and, you know, yeah, give, give Dean a little yeah. quick fade, you know, not a big deal. He doesn't have a fancy haircut. Dean just uses uh, that giant knife he keeps under his pillow. Come here, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trims his little brother up. He's like, here, put a hat on. I'll come. <laughs> so the goal of this, of this, of this whole exchange of Sam asking Sarah out and everything have been to obtain the provenances, which are uh, documents that tell like where things came from in this art gallery. So his goal has been to try to figure out which painting in this art gallery was the one that it came from this weird house that this serial killers, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And it killed the rich people as they were about to bone down. So he gets the provenances and then they have to go into like heist movie mode where they, and I love this because this is such, such a very like cable TV thing where like everybody just automatically knows how to disable like fancy electronic alarms. Like Sam, <laughs> Sam and Dean like break the top of it off and rewire stuff. And like, we hardly ever get to see them do stuff like that. So like how often, are they required to break into somewhere that yeah, has like an <laughs> electronic key key lock on it? But who cares? Well, uh, yeah, I just like the idea that they are absolutely prepared to do illegal things in any situation. Yep. So they uh they they break in, they find the painting, and they burn it, thinking that that will fix it. But ho 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 ho! No no no! The it immediately, immediately grows back. Itself. Yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, also, why do they like why? I mean, it's it's a dumb. The same thing would have happened, but why did they cut the painting out of the frame? Why didn't they just take the whole frame and burn that as well? It's an expensive frame, Stephen. I sure, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's more uh, dramatic if they can cut it out, burn it, and then they get to watch it grow back later. Yeah, 
I'm trying to remember when Pierce Brosnan stole that painting and that movie. Um, you know what? That's a boring story. Let's just move on with the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna. I'm gonna cut all that out. Like none of that has to be in the episode. <laughs> um, shut down. They burn this the painting. Still- it comes back, and then they. Uh, but they don't know that it's come back, so they think that everything's done. They're packing up to yeah. leave, and Dean goes, "Oh man, I forgot my wallet at the scene of the crime." <laughs> Yeah. yeah, which that is super like he's lying about that. That is super messed up. See, that he, like that I is so stressful. Totally didn't remember that he was fucking with Sam on this. Like I knew the episode wasn't over, <laughs> but I forgot that he was just messing with Sam. That like, he gets him to go back to the art gallery so that he could go on another date with Sarah. And as soon as she comes down, like, oh Sam, what are you doing here? Dean pulls out his wallet. He's like, oh yeah, here's that twenty bucks. I forgot about that. It's pretty Sam good. is just like you son of a bitch. <laughs> And Jeremy, I don't, I don't want to create any more work for you, but there's a scene coming up. If you could possibly get the audio from the actual episode for it, it's so perfect. Okay. When they're having Sam and Sam and Sarah are having their little ch- chat, like, yeah, honestly, like, I do, you know, kind of want to go out with you again, but me and my brother, we got to leave town. And then the workers walk by with the painting that they just burned. Yeah, Sam like, that screams. That. Sam screams. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like he screams it. He's like, what? <laughs> 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 Looks so good. It's <laughs> so great. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's it's yeah. hilarious. Um, so he's like, yeah, okay, well, um, well, yeah, I can't can't leave town yet, but uh, we'll go to talk to you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, like, he's he like, just well, awkwardly he's, leaves. Well, because uh, Sam, whenever he reacts, that he's telling her like, "Yeah, actually, Dean's just kidding. We're getting ready to book out of here. We're going to be leaving." And then after he sees that, he's awkwardly backpedaling out of the place. He's like, I guess I'll call you and see you later. Yeah. Shrugs and leaves. I have a Sorry, note in here of, uh, I guess this is where they speak to some old person about the painting so that they have to, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's, that's our typical, like supernatural old person that kind of knows what, whatever is going on. Um, and they, uh, at this point, is it, is this where they found out that everybody from the family had been cremated? So like, they don't, they don't, there's no bones to burn or anything or is this, yeah, does that happen may, later? It might yeah. be here, it might be later, but they yeah. find out that the, what's his name? Uh, Isaiah is it Isaiah Merchant? Is that the yeah? Sounds right. He, he's like the father figure in this family yeah. portrait that is the subject of the episode, and it's believed that he murdered his entire family, and that's why the uh, painting is so haunted. Yeah, and like they actually they get a picture of the original painting, uh, like from the library or something, and they see that there are differences between the two, and they actually find out that there's a painting within the painting. And in the uh, the haunted uh, picture, um, they see that it, there's a mausoleum in the background, the merchant mausoleum, and that's how they find their bodies. But somewhere before that happens, another person buys the painting and then is murdered. Yeah, and this because... is how Sarah ends up getting involved mm-hmm. because she's like, "That was my friend who was murdered," and they just love involving innocent people uh, in yeah. their dangerous work. Well, she I, she comes showing up at Sam and Dean's house, and I think that she's like, "What the fuck, boys?" Not their house. They're yeah. tell room. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their honeymoon suite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a note in here in my notes that say Sam and Ar- Dean argue over Sam's sex life, and it's gross. But yeah. I don't remember exactly what that happened. I just want to make sure that that yeah, know that Dean, those conversations are happening. <laughs> Dean gets into it with them. He's like, "Come on, dude, like let loose a little bit." And then finally, Dean actually backs up and. I think he acts a little bit normal and he says like, he's like no disrespect to Jess, but like, I think that she would want you to be happy. And I think that's Dean's way of saying like, dude, no, you don't have to go get laid with some random chick. 
mm-hmm. but I don't want you to just be like hating yourself and so hung up on this for the rest of your life because it's gonna kill you and it's gonna make you a pain in the ass. Um, and so yeah, he is being a little bit of like a sleaze, but I'm like, come on, dude, just like just go and get it. Um, but at the same time, I think Dean's heart is in the right place, and it's the only time really I think so far that Dean has like upfront just addressed the situation with Jess. Yeah. The, the problem mm. yeah, the problem with Dean's heart being mm. in the right place is, is it also has Sam's penis in the right place. Like sure, he's, sure, thinking, sure, sure. he's thinking about <laughs> his heart and Sam's penis and yeah. just you just need to think about one of those things, Dean. Not, yeah, yeah, not yeah. the other. Yeah. Or you maybe you think- shouldn't I don't think he should be thinking about one of those things, but you know <laughs> <laughs> Also so this is actually where uh Sam finally calls Sarah yeah. Um, and he's going to say, like, hey, me and Dean, we want to actually buy the painting. Turns out they've sold it uh, again. Or Sarah's dad uh, sells it because he's a dick. Um, and they find out who bought it. And it turns out it's Sarah's friend, like this old lady who I guess is reading a Bible after some old book while she's got this real creepy painting in what is obviously Bobby's house. Um, <laughs> what will become Bobby's later. house. Yeah, like this is very obviously Bobby's house, uh, the set anyway. And uh, so she gets murdered and they show up just after that. Uh, and that's how Sarah lies to the cops for them because everybody lies to the cops for the boys. Can I, can I, uh, can I take a quick detour right here before we get off this old lady uh, with the, yeah. who bought the painting? So, um I had this weird moment where I really, I was actually convinced this woman was Jessica Lang for murder. She wrote. So <laughs> and, and it's not, so I'm, just, I'm just bad at telling old people apart. I'm, I'm ageist. I'll, I'll admit that. Um, but in, in the process of doing that, I looked up Jessica Lang's IMDB page and, um, Hey, yo, like, because she vo- voiced some character in beauty and the beast, she's been in a lot of kingdom hearts games, which, like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Please, someday in my life, I want somebody to ask Jessica Lang and get a real, like, honest, straight from the hip answer about what it was like to record, like, what has to be the most bonkers dialogue she's ever re- recorded in her entire <laughs> life in a Kingdom Hearts game. It's funny you should mention that because, like, off topic, but I just looked at a message I had on my phone and somebody was asking me a question about Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was like Chris, 30 that tells, seconds ago. <laughs> that, that tells me you need new friends, Chris. Okay. Yeah. Well, people, people on Instagram think that I know everything about every video game, which is way untrue. Anyway, let's get back to Supernatural. Yeah. So anyway, Jessica Lang has bought it, and then um, she dies. So they they all show mm-hmm. up to Evelyn's house, um, but she's already dead. Um, and then like Sarah, like they find the body, and Sarah like screams, and they do like that classic horror movie girl scream, and then it's just the next day. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just cuts to the next day immediately. <laughs> Yeah, and that's what you were saying, Stephen, about everybody lying to the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So that's when she actually shows up, and they they tell her what is going on, and then they look at the differences between the paintings. And have you seen the gag reel for the season yet? Yes, it's very funny because it's a lot of this episode between Jared and and the girl who plays Sarah, um, the woman who plays Sarah. And I think that they have a lot of like, sexual tension between the two actors. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not yeah. married to, uh, what's her name yet, right? Yeah, they have way no, too much yeah. chemistry. <laughs> I like the line like here that she has. A little bit. I think he has a type. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, I like the line in here where she tells her that, like, you know, the painting might be haunted and we have to go find it. And she's like, God, the, the men I date. And I'm like, who else have you been dating, honey? Yeah, like, yeah, they can compete yeah. with the what painting might be haunted. <laughs> Like, who, I mean, what does like, that even what, mean? What kind of terrible guys have you been dating in your past? Seriously. Well, and then, like, she, like, they all go to the mausoleum, and that's, they find out the whole family has been cremated besides, um, Isaiah, or what was his name? The, yeah, the dad. Isaiah yeah, the Isaiah. 
Um, they find out everyone else was cremated in this mausoleum and that he is just, like, he's somehow, they find out where else he is. In well, the, they don't, um, they, the, they go into the crypt and they find everybody's ashes except for, uh, his, yeah. his ashes aren't there. So they, they, they figure out like, they think that, oh, hey, if his ashes aren't here, he's got to be buried somewhere else. And he's obviously the one haunting the painting. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, like, Dean goes off and searches for it, and then, like, Sam just hangs out flirting with Sarah for a while, but then, like, well, no, stops the flirting the, and we, says, oh, but I can't be with you, because I'm, I'm like, obviously have issues or whatever. Like, yeah. this whole thing with him and Sarah is, at this point, just wore me out. And I'm sure Sarah's feeling the same yeah. way. Like, Sarah's got to be like, can you just, like, go fix the haunted painting and get out of my life forever, please? This is where <laughs> I started to feel like the episode was dragging. I liked it yeah. uh, a lot up until here. and then, But there's just so much heavy-handed like relationship stuff between the two and i get that like they are supposed to have a lot of chemistry they are supposed to be uh really interested in each other but you've only known her for like two or three days mm-hmm. tops at this point and it's just it's getting to be a little bit too much just be like listen me and my brother we do this thing so that's why i really can't stay around and date you like, i'm sorry you're really cool but like that's that and just like get over it <laughs> yeah like <laughs> you're gonna like- force yourself to get over it anyway sam come on well, and then like, and then Dean does the really great thing where he just uh, he very obviously pops into the frame. He's like, "Hey, <laughs> am I interrupting something?" Like, <laughs> but yeah, then they they find the grave. So Dean finds the grave, and they the uh, the boys proceed to dig up. And Sarah has that really funny line about, I was like, "You guys are way too comfortable with desecrating corpses." <laughs> <laughs> And um, but when they go to check at the painting again, uh, they realize number one the painting is still there, but then the girl and then the razor blade that was on the table, uh, which I don't, I think we failed to mention, but the the like old school like barbershop razor blade is is missing too. Mm-hmm. So then they realize like oh shit, it's the little girl that was haunting and killing all these people the whole time. It's the little girl that killed her family that was in this painting, and it's you know not not the old man. The old man was trying to hold her in. So thankfully Dean stayed on the Impala so that he could let them like. Work Make it out, out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Dead, dead lady's house. <laughs> also, do we do we discuss the fact that they when they talk, uh, Sam and Sarah have their little talk. To, uh, Sam says that he's cursed, and then everybody around him like gets hurt. And Sarah's like, "That's not true. Like, I'm a big girl. I can take care of myself." And like, "Nah, girl. Like, it is true. No, no, no. Like, you know, everybody like at this point means." <laughs> 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 so yeah, there. It's Sam and Sarah get locked in the house, and uh, Dean is thankfully outside, so he can go find a way to help them. Yeah, so yep. now we've got a good old-fashioned ghost fight on our hands, which is always fun. Yeah. Like, they're scrambling around the house. Uh, Sam is trying to find salt, and then, like, what kind of house doesn't have salt? Yeah. Um, <laughs> These low-sodium diet freaks, or whatever he said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they're trying to find some, like, iron, and he finally finds, like, some fireplace pokers. It's that he can funny use. that they're looking at, like, the bottom of a chair. He's like, yeah, there might be iron in, like, the, you know, structure of the chair. And he doesn't think to go to the fireplace. fireplace. Yeah. You had to have done this before, so. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it is that Sarah says, uh, but she, she points out something, um, like, oh, she has, she doesn't have her doll or something like that. And Sam says, like, literally, that's fascinating, Sarah, but not important right now. And I'm like, yeah. what the fuck yeah. is your problem, you Sam? Like, yeah. asshole. Don't be <laughs> You're such a dick. She's actually telling you something. Like, just open your ears. I think that line is written to be funny. Yeah. But in, 2000, in 2005, it. maybe it was funny, but now we're all like, ooh, not cool, dude. Well, I don't know. Like, the way he delivers it is just like, okay, I don't have time for you right yeah, now. Yeah, it's the like, most <laughs> mansplainy, like, brush-off yeah. piece of shit thing that I've ever seen in the show so far. Like, which is, yeah. what I'm, and I'm sure it's going to get worse over time, but, like, right now, like, that's fascinating, Sarah, but not important right now. Like, off, Sam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it actually turns out she's making a very silly totally point. Totally fucking right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, hey, yo, her hair is going to be in the doll. Like, stop being such an asshole, Sam. 
That's what it was. That, because she's explaining that, hey, like back in the day when they made dolls, they would take the hair from the, one of the girls and make it into a doll. And that's when he says, well, that's fascinating, but not important right now. Oh, wait, that's totally important right now. Like it's, oh, yeah. Fuck off, Sam. And then Dean runs to the back to the mausoleum, and it's great because he's trying to break the glass where the doll is hidden. And then he stops and he goes, come on, Dean. He pulls out his gun and just shoots the glass. <laughs> no, no, he, no, he doesn't. He actually grabs his gun, turns it around, and starts hitting oh, the glass with the yeah. handle, with the butt yeah, of the gun. And then he, really he walks funny. off and he's like, what am I doing? He's like, come on. <laughs> and then just shoots it. <laughs> it's so good. Because <laughs> it's like, that's totally something Dean would do, where like, he would just, like, he wants to brute force his way into something, you know, like, beat his head against the wall to knock it down instead of just opening the door. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this is pretty much it. They burn the doll, the girl goes back into mm-hmm. the painting, uh, Sam and Sarah make out a little bit, and they leave, yep. never to see her again. Spoiler, she's going to come back in season eight, so we'll see her later. Wait, does she, what? Yeah, she, what? She, she comes back I don't in season remember eight for that. a while. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Okay, oh, cool. Yes, 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 yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Um, but Dean does say in the next episode, actually, he's like, hey, we can head back east if you want to go yeah. you know, hook up with Sarah again. And um, it's one of the only times that they actually mention somebody like that in another episode. Yeah. But no, you're totally right, Jeremy. I remember that. Yeah. So, so let's, get, let's get some uh, some summaries going. Chris, what, what do you, how do you feel about this episode overall? Um, I, like, I like the premise of it. I like some of the action of it but uh it, the relationship stuff gets a little draining towards the end of it overall uh I, it was a fun ride i actually stopped taking notes like halfway through because i was just watching the episode nice uh, excellent <laughs> and those are that's always fun there's a lot of a uh, good element or elements of good supernatural episodes that i like in this but overall it's uh it, it's okay it's like a seven six or seven yeah steven yeah, I mean, I, I actually don't mind the relationship stuff because we have Dean there to play off of it. Like, he always kind of butts in very awkwardly in a Dean manner, and I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, so actually, I really... And it's, it's as far as Monster of the Week episodes go, this is a really, really good one. Like, we're going to see a lot of ghosts episodes that aren't... They're kind of boring by the numbers, and this one's actually pretty fun. Yeah, I really like the the painting is very creepy. The the couple of times that the painting gets to kill people um, is, are actually kind of good setups. I made fun of the one with the rich people because of they, their dumb painting placement, but it's still <laughs> it was still kind of appropriately spooky and, and creepy. Mm-hmm. Dean being the bull in the china shop never gets old to me. I love when he like just gets to be like full on like like you mentioned Chris blue collar like <laughs> rubbing up against the rich pe- part of life and not working very well. All that stuff was really good. I even liked the first part of the whole relationship thing. Like Sam and, and like awkwardly flirting with Sarah was good up until the point where like he's overly confessing to her about how he's cursed and can't be with her. And like, yeah, just stop it already. Like we've seen you make out with so many chicks by now. Like you were <laughs> obviously <laughs> such a horn dog that is playing this. Anyway, never mind. Um, so overall, I thought it was good. Again, this is this is not an episode that really ties into our, our ongoing plot. And it's not an episode that really builds the relationship between the two brothers. It's It's very, very much a monster of the week filler episode. Um, but even then, like if I get, making a list of like what supernatural episodes you should watch, I'd kind of put this one on the list because I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not saying yeah, pay attention good. to the whole thing, but I'm just no. I am saying like it would be fun to to kind of watch it. It 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 is one of the it's one of the good parts of supernatural, I should say. Mm-hmm. Definitely, yeah. It's a fun episode, if not a. So 
let's get into Dead Man's Blood. Um, <laughs> Chris, would you uh, give us our episode synopsis? Uh, yeah, I'd be honored to. Okay. <laughs> so, 20 Dead Man's Blood. Reunion. After an aging... S- <laughs> okay. I don't know what... <laughs> After an aging spook hunter who falls prey to vampires, he thought he had long ago destroyed. John Winchester joins his sons to battle the to battle the bloodsuckers and retrieve an unearthly gun they possess. <sighs> okay, yeah, I was feeling pretty good when I wrote that one, guys. <laughs> spook hunter. That sounds vaguely racist. <laughs> it sounds very racist. That's why I just had to stop. <laughs> really, just take into account what I'm about to say. I, I don't know. I don't know, guys. <laughs> So, so uh, this is very much a like main story episode. This introduces like a really, really fun and interesting take on vampires. I think like I really like everything that they yeah. do with this mythology. Um, as the synopsis read, Stephen synopsis read, like we're going to see John Winchester, and like we're actually mm-hmm, going to see mm-hmm. some like action John Winchester, which is one, some of my yeah. favorite John Winchester. Um, I'm I'm really excited to talk about this episode. I think this is going to be a fun Yo. one. Before we get too far in this cold opening, they always give us like our location, except for the last episode. It's not really an important detail, but there is no like subtitle like here is the state, uh, city and state at the beginning of Providence. But in this one, where it comes up, it says Manning, Colorado, and then below that it says present day. Why? I think like why? Gonna, why do they need to clarify that? Because don't they go back and forth a little bit? Don't we see like some? We see some history, right? There, there's a montage of something in the Old West while John is narrating it. Yeah, so that's I think about that's, all I think there is. I think that's what, what they're just trying to separate. Like, I think they're just. I guess to, like, yeah, maybe they like, had man. planned to set things a little bit differently. Also, maybe they're trying to say like this is happening right now. This isn't like some past thing. This is something that's going to be uh, maybe yeah. connected to the action of the episode. Oh well, yeah, and like also like I mean we're seriously ramping up to. Not just in num- episode count, but like plot-wise, we are ramping up to some very important stuff in the plot. So I guess like very much so establishing like, hey, this is happening right now. I guess I don't know. It just it struck me as odd. I was like, am I missing a flashback scene or something? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Um, the only I guess the only flashback that or the only like trip through time or whatever is when we see the the origin of the gun. So maybe mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. It's, that's like a writer's rule. If you're going to put 1892 in a scene. Yeah, maybe scene, or later in the show, you want to put present day at the beginning or or whatever. Perhaps. Um, maybe they had planned to put the flashback first. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Regardless, <clears throat> our cold open is this guy who it's pretty obvious, like right from the start. I think that he's a hunter. Yes. Uh, he's just ordering drink well, after drink. He's studying murders in a yeah. bar, and he's literally looking at, at Dad's journal. <laughs> yeah, and they, I think they start in with the shot of the journal, so you think mm-hmm. that it's Sam Mardine again, mm-hmm. and then it pans out it's this old guy. Uh, who we learned pretty quickly he specifically deals with vampires as the intro basically says um, and he's not the drifter type of hunter so this is the first time we get a look at like, a different type of hunter because it seems like the show later on kind of sets it up as if it's like this class of people like it's a character class you choose in a video game oh I'm a hunter and oh, my st- background is that I travel around uh, the United States hunting monsters uh, but this guy's like, no, he has a house. You know, it's kind of run yeah. down because clearly something has happened in this man's life, and it shifted him to being a vampire hunter because that's specifically what he does. Um, and of course, the very much 2005 uh, underworld-looking vampires yeah. coming, clad Ooh. in leather. Yeah, they, so they got this. They got this. This woman who 
is like they're like we need we just want to, we just want to get Kate Beckinsale from the Underworld movies in this. <laughs> so we'll get this woman who vaguely looks like her has like the same bone structure kind of, and we'll throw her in there. Um, but this they, really they, sets they, the they, stage for uh, like it, I don't know if either one of you watched True Blood when it was on, but um, like Eric's whole crew where he has the vampire bard in Shreveport, mm-hmm, Louisiana, mm-hmm. and like his girl is like that that kind of middle aged lady that's all like very hot and patent leather and all that stuff. Like yeah. this is very that. Like if anybody yes. <laughs> is it, picture that in your head. Like it's very very like nuevo 90s like that's the only way i can think about it in my yeah head. Um, and my, my girlfriend kept asking she was like why are they why do they dress like this why are they <laughs> like <laughs> and i guess because they know, are cool vampires yeah, like, right cool vampires are edgy. just like are traditionally like sexual and and hedonistic like in like vampire literature if you mm-hmm. can call it literature but stuff like even just dracula and, and camilla yeah. and like the old the old stuff uh it's all based in sexuality and sexual fears and um that is usually completely lost uh, all vampire fiction. Um, but it does explain a little bit like, yeah, of course they're just going to like drink and have sex and like do drugs and just like party all the time because that's what a, the modern day version of a vampire would be. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, you're not going to like lounge in the gardens because that's, that's not what people do anymore. So they just live like rock stars. My, uh, my wife and I have a running joke about um, find someone that can say your name like the vampire Lestat says Louie from the uh, interview with the vampire. I don't know if you guys remember that movie or not. Yeah, yeah, every, yeah, every once in a while, yeah. like, Tom Cruise will just lean over and go, Louie. Louis, 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 bad blood, Louis. Like that, just every time someone brings up sexy vampires, I think in my head, Louis. <laughs> so, since um, cool vampires, vampires, can yeah, I check? Can I, can I check Dad's journal? Let's check Dad's journal on this since we're, we're so. This is what the beginning. This is what they actually. This is what John says in the show. He says most vampire lore is crap. A cross won't repel them. Sunlight won't kill them, and neither will a stake to the heart. But the bloodlust—that part's true. They need fresh human blood to survive. They were once people, so you won't know a vampire until it's too late. Um, I like the vampire. There's a little bit more I'm going to get into in a second, but I like the vampire lore a lot in Supernatural. Uh, the whole mm-hmm. dead man's blood thing—I've never seen that in anything else before um, very cool if anybody can bit. do vampires in a unique way like supernatural does it and i know this is like out there but the witcher i think does vampires really well in the way yep. they represent them all um but yeah the the lore is really cool but um i'm gonna keep i'm gonna read some more uh some more folklore everybody knows what a vampire is but uh, a, a vampire is a being from folklore who subsists by feeding on the life essence generally in the form of blood of the living in european folklore vampires were undead beings that often visited loved ones and caused mischief or death deaths in the neighborhoods they inhabited when they were alive. Uh, they wore shrouds and were often described as bloated and of ruddy or dark countenance. Markedly different from today's gaunt pale vampires, uh, which dates from the early 19th century. Uh, although the vampiric entities have been recorded in most country, in most cultures, uh, the term vampire was not populated, popularized in the West until the early 18th century, after influx of vampire superstition into Western Europe, uh, from areas where vampire legends were frequent, such as the Balkans and Eastern Europe. Um, and this goes on to say how vampirism became such a widely known uh, and feared thing. And one of the latest in history um, recordings of a vampire scare uh, was, I believe, at the end of the 1800s in New England, where I'm from. Uh, these This family got really sick. I'm not reading this off of anything, so I might get the details <laughs> wrong. But it's called the Vampire <laughs> Scare of New England or something like that. And it, it happened just way too late in history. Like nobody believed in vampires anymore at this point, especially not in America. Um, but their family members kept dying. And for some reason they thought that they were coming back to life and making the other family members sick. Really. They were all just getting sick and dying. Uh, but of course they went and dug up a body to uh, figure out, they could put a stake through its heart. And sure enough, the 
skin had receded as it does when, you know, the body decomposes, but the nails and hair, uh, stayed the same. So it looked like the nails and hair had grown where the skin had gone away. So these, mm. these people in America were just telling everybody vampires are real and they're yeah. in our family. We have to kill them. Um, sorry for that diversion, but I always find that shit interesting. Yeah, that's always really cool. Like, I, I, I mean, like, it's scary. It's scary to think that people actually really believe in that kind of stuff and will make decisions about that, like yeah. based off of that. Like, that's a little scary. But actually, reading real life historical like uh, documentation on like vampire scares as a real thing is real cool because I think vampires are actually pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, re- re- like these vampires, I think are really well done. Um, their first impression is kind of eh, because they're coming in and they're all, like, edgy, cool jeans and leather vampires, like, you know, whatever. But, like, once they really start doing their thing, it's really creepy. Yeah, and I think that some of them, especially Luther, who looks like this, like, cool rock star guy, and it's, like, kind of <laughs> shitty. But I actually like Luther a lot because yeah. he makes mm-hmm. so much sense with everything he does. But to get back to the episode, um, Elkin, the hunter... He um he sees that they're vampires. He runs off home to go like prepare himself. Of course, the vampires follow him because that's what they're here for. Is to take off, take down this hunter that um they've had problems with in the past. And this, I had no idea this was going to show up in this episode. Uh, but homie Elkin opens up a little fancy box and pulls out none other than the cult. The and, cult. Uh, we don't know the cult as anything yet in this series. Uh, or. But we, we will by the end of the episode. But it's just this fancy old looking revolver, and he he pulls it out, and they're like, "Okay, yeah, that's funny, guy." Like, as if you're going to kill us with a revolver. But then, they, then yeah, they they take him down, and then we cut back to our boys, right? Yeah, yep. they they not just take him down, but like they he loads the revolver, and you get the impression that like he's it's really going to do something against these dudes because the vampires like immediately laugh it off. <clears throat> but before he gets a chance to fire it, they eat him. <laughs> they just straight yep. up eat that guy. Yep. Yep. Like and not in like a like a sexy like let me curl up to you and suck your blood out of your neck kind of way like in a no, like, they five feral apart. vampires <laughs> diving for the the gushy meat parts like it's really gross. And um, to just move forward because I, I wasted so much of my time. Sorry. So the the boys hear about this. They hear it's some sort of animal attack. But the name was it Daniel Elkin something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever the guys the old guy's name sticks out to Dean. Sure enough, he looks it up in uh, Dad's journal and he sees the name he sees the area code matches the area from where the story is coming from so they think okay we better go check this out uh and does dean call their dad at that point and be like hey uh, i think your pal no yeah. not at all ran into some trouble oh no? uh, i don't think so right no uh, yeah i don't know i don't know either point i think i don't know oh, if he calls I, him at all i don't remember <laughs> no, no I, I don't i don't think they call him i think they they because they show up in the house they find like salt, oh you're right yeah they, they find don't. all of the guns they find like all of this, like they find a mail right. drop, and like, and Dean, I think once Sam or Dean says, like, this is just like Dad does it. Like, this. Oh, is that's kinda, right, that's right. And that's, and all of a sudden, Papa Winchester just shows the fuck up. And yeah, they the find the letter yeah. with John Winchester's name on it. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Should we open it? And then out of nowhere, they're sitting in the Apollo. Fucking John Winchester comes and knocks on their window. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, hey, what's up, guys? And then just jumps in the back seat and starts talking to him. They're like, dude, we're looking for you. What is going it's on? It's so funny that throughout this episode, they make uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan wear the biggest coat ever yeah. I think, and, and i was kind of really laughing like at Helsing it thing right yeah i was like <laughs> laughing at it before i was like this thing's three sizes too big for him um but then when he takes it off later and he's sitting in the motel talking to them i realized that that jacket makes him look like their dad yeah he looks, well, he yeah, looks like he an looks... older dude with that thing yeah. on mm-hmm. but without it he's just like you, you look like you're maybe three years older than dean like, <laughs> yeah. and he, like, he's the like one that tells three feet shorter. Yeah. yeah, he's the one that tells the uh, the boys like that. Elkins had a very important gun and tells them mm-hmm. that like they're hunting vampires. That's what Elkin did. Like Elkin was like specialized in trying to hunt down and exterminate yeah, they, vampires. And he's like, yeah, we had a falling out. Basically, they were they were all hunt 
fighting pals, essentially. But Elkin wouldn't give up the fancy gun that John wanted. Yeah. And so you think, like, oh, he's coming to... I mean, more and more is revealed about John Winchester in this episode. I don't think it's necessarily right on the surface, um, because I never noticed it maybe my first watch of this. But now paying attention, John doesn't come because he's worried or he wants to get revenge on the vampires that killed his pal. He wants the fucking he, gun. He wants the that's fucking yeah. He wants the yeah. cult. Yeah. That's all he cares about. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was definitely something I picked up on while watching this episode. I'm like, these guys don't really... I mean, Dean and Sam, they're... It, there's a moment where they try to help the people who happen to be locked up in the vampire uh, lair thing later. But this is legitimately all about getting revenge. Like this entire episode, which I actually think is really cool. Like, I like that this breaks a little bit from the standard formula. Like I like them finding an old hunter's house and then exploring it. Like, I think that's really, yeah, that's like seeing other hunters do their, like how they have their setup and stuff like that. And then, uh, yeah, John showing up and like, Hey, yo, we gotta get this thing. But then also, like, Sam immediately, like, Dean's super happy to see their dad show up, but then Sam's immediately questioning him, like, why are you here? Like, we, you have spent this entire time, Tell like, us hey. we're not safe enough to be with you. Like, we can't, yeah. we can't be with you. But now all of a sudden you show up and, like, are taking over this job or whatever. Like, this is, exactly. is kind of weird. Um, it's funny. They, they thought that vampires were extinct. They say that yeah. at some point. Yeah. Dean's like, are you kidding me? Vampires? John Bogan? They're not. They're a real thing. It's funny that they just don't think that they're real. I don't know why. Yeah. But. For as much tension as they're they're overtly showing us with Sam and uh, John, like with this kind of back and forth push and pull of you know Sam mm-hmm. doesn't want to just obey orders blindly and all this stuff. Um, they're slowly kind of cranking this knob on Dean and John as well because mm-hmm. like John yeah. is an aside as like, man, are you going to keep this car up? You know, I wouldn't have gave it to you if I if I thought that you were just going to let it you know go to ride or whatever. Yeah. That that kind of casual like. You know, I, I mean, I don't know the relationship you have with your fathers, but like that kind of casual, like kind of dismissal can be can be really, really mm-hmm. devastating to a guy like Dean, who probably has a lot of his own self worth wrapped up into his dad's opinion about him. So, like, even that tiny little screwing down a little bit, like that tiny little twist, can really, really mess up Dean. And we're going to see that kind of pay off in dividends as the as the yeah. series moves on. Yeah, I, do, I remember watching this show, this episode, maybe close to ten years ago with my own dad, and him being like, "I hate Sam Winchester in this episode so much." <laughs> Because he keeps yelling at his dad. <laughs> That's like, awesome. I think That's my own fantastic. Dad was a little bit of me at this because we used to That's argue awesome. all the time when I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. He's like, yeah, I don't know why he can't just listen to anything. He just like keeps blowing up about everything. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. In between yeah, this I- entire conversation, though, I don't want to. I don't want to overlook the fact that um, the vampires are basically committing like the insurance fraud game from uh, Saints Row to kidnap people. <laughs> like, did, yeah. did you guys catch this? Where they're like there's a dude that's just pretending to get run over yeah. by the car to yeah. like, kidnap the two teenagers inside. Like it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Which that kind also, of thing is- though, like that's really scary though. Like to think like you're just driving up on this back road in the middle of the woods and then there's a dude laying on the ground. It turns out there's a group of vampires hiding out nearby. Like that's yeah. real scary. Yeah. <laughs> Super scary. But uh they this is where we get to see a little bit of Luther. He's like the head vampire. And mm-hmm. Kate Beckinsale, whose name is actually just Kate in this episode, uh, she tells him, like, hey, buddy, uh, Luther, we killed that guy Elkin you've been, like, dealing with forever. And, and Luther, Luther you would is think, pissed. Is, you would think he'd be like, oh, hell yeah. But he's like, what the fuck did you do? Like, now more hunters are going to come and find us now. He, yes, he's, he's a malicious vampire. He's a hedonist. He just wants to drink blood and party all the time. He doesn't give a shit. 
but he's also not trying to bring down heat on himself. Well, yeah, and I think this kind of, like, this episode really sets up, I don't know if they intentionally do it, but, like, the way that they dispatch vampires in this, like, you have to decapitate them, that's the only way to kill them, but the way they do it in this episode just feels, like, kind of uncomfortable, like, they yeah. take real pleasure in murdering these, well, like, I, I, mean, I, said, well, I wasn't kidding when I said in this yeah, episode, the real monstrous people, John Winchester. Sure. Like, yes, they eat people. That That's bad. Vampires are bad, pe- or bad things. But, like, also, Sam, Dean, and John all kind of get a real kick out of hunting these guys. Like, I don't know. It's, there's some, like, there's usually there's a, a degree of separation between what they're hunting and then, like, an actual person. Well, like, this, this is what happens in, like, um, the the X-Men cartoon, for example, where they were, like, very, very constrained on who they could show, uh, like, what kind of violence they could show to, like, impressionable kids mm-hmm. at a young age. Um, and whenever vampires come into it, it's very obvious it's, a, it's, a, it's an excuse to let Dean cut loose, just like when they put a bunch of robots in front of Wolverine in the comic book. Like, yeah. once the robots mm-hmm. come out, Wolverine can pop his claws and go into berserker mode, but he can't do that to normal people because that would be gross. So vampires are, like, they're, despite, like... There could be a good person in there, like I was talking about with uh, when Meg was possessing that other person. Vampires are very clearly like they're taking over by some sort of twisted force, and they're you know dealing with it. Like they they they're not human anymore, so they deserve to die. Well, that's that's the way they start out, but then the the next time my, I'm pretty sure the next time we come up on vampires, they immediately start to subvert that. Like hey, yeah, yeah, they, they maybe, that, that, maybe I'm just that's me bringing right. that yeah. back. Yeah, I'm thinking that I'm, maybe I'm just bringing that baggage with me back into this episode where. Like we we eventually find out that actually vampires aren't always super evil like monsters. I mean these these are because they eat people, but still. But along along the road, some here somewhere here, um, John reveals to the boys how powerful the cult is, how it can mm-hmm. possibly uh, it can kill demons, and meaning it could kill the thing that he's been hunting all this time. And are we, we going to skip over gun, John's gun chest because this is the best? Oh my god, it's so. <laughs> yeah, it's they so ask good. John if he needs a machete, and he's like, "Nah, I'm good." I'm all right. Man. And this and like, like futuristic Men in Black Bond. thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of Men in Black arsenal. I uh, love it like, so much. The dopest like gun chest <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> they just get the trunk full of shit. Yeah, well, that they prop open with a shotgun and like John's yeah. like like automatically opens up by itself and then it's like this real cool sleek thing. And it's just, just funny like, that's that they, awesome. they never upgrade their like situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just showing with having a trunk full of shit. I think they actually do a real good job of just showing like how deep into it. Like as much as like this is the boy's life now, like John is on just such another level because he stay. I guess he just doesn't sleep. Like he's up all night listening to the to the police chatter on this radio, um, and like he's so obsessive over this stuff. And I think that this is a really good episode for seeing just how down, how far down the rabbit hole John's gone. Yeah, it's so it's, they, it's interesting. Um, is this where they go into to hunt the? Well, this is where uh, this. Is, I interrupted you earlier, but this is where John starts talking about the cult, and we get mm-hmm. the whole history of the cult, which was created on. Um, I don't know, Chris, did you do like some, some dad's journal stuff on the cult or like, I should you know? have, but I didn't. Um, but like this was created on like the day that everybody at the Alamo died, which is like a really weird. <laughs> yeah. To, I don't know. Like millions of people die in the world every day, John, like guns are made every day. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. Um, but the, it's possessed with some sort of supernatural power with these special bullets and it can kill anything. Um, like even previously unkillable things, it can kill a ghost, even if it wasn't silver, like et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so John thinks that this is going to be the thing that can finally kill the demon that killed their mom. And man, 
if he was on this quest for the last 18 episodes, like, how about you just tell your boy Dean and your boy Sam? <laughs> like, just let him yeah. know I'm trying yeah. to find a gun. Don't worry about me. I'm trying to find a gun. I'll be mm-hmm. back. Like, I'm going to call and leave a message at this phone number every day to let you guys know that I'm alive. Like, there's so many different ways that you could play this besides just abandoning <laughs> your kids. <laughs> for sure. So, um, we kind of skipped over the part where the vampires are having a party and they kill. Uh, we talked about the two people that got kidnapped while they're committing insurance fraud. But um, the they they have killed the the, the boy, and now they mm-hmm. are um, <clears throat> they've turned the the girl. Uh, so when the Winchesters sneak into this house, um, to to kill all the vampires, they find a bunch of like chained up humans. When they go to free this girl that has been kidnapped, she turns on either Dean or Sam, and like they start attacking her. And that's what wakes up all the vampires, and shit goes crazy. Yeah, yeah, that gets real bad. <laughs> but do they? So they leave, and then they come back and break in again, right? <laughs> well, no, because well, like, they they leave, I, and they're like, "Well, now they have our scent, so we're screwed." Yeah. So, oh let's right, get, they send yeah. Dean to the funeral home so he can go get dead man's blood, and that's mm-hmm. while he's gone, we get to have probably one of the best episodes or one of the best scenes of the episode where after they've had their big blowout screaming at each other, Sam and John have kind of a heart to heart moment. Unlike they've probably ever had. This scene is really, really good. Like this is so great. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is killing it. Yeah. Uh, he talks about how the day he was born, he put a hundred dollars in a college fund for Sam. He did the same for mm-hmm. Dean. And like every month he would put in another hundred dollars or whatever it was. And um, <laughs> I mean, I love that you finish. I'm sorry. He just gets to this. He's like, I never wanted this life for you guys. You know, I, he, it's like for half a second, John is like, I know this sucks. I know all, everything sucks. I know that your entire life has sucked because of me, but this isn't what I wanted for you. I just want you to know. And like, and also like we get a little bit of insight. Uh, yes. John is a terrible father. Like He's the worst, but like the insight into where he's like, man, I was just so scared to see you go off on your own. Like, like knowing actually what is out there and then knowing that I can't be there to protect you is like petrifying. Like, His desire I mean, to keep them safe yeah. kind of prevented him from being a good dad. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's a real thing, though. I mean, like parents getting super overprotective and then like having such a close leash on their kids. Like, that's kind of a real thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this is to uh, a great extreme. But I actually I, I as much as it doesn't excuse what he does, what he does, I like having that character motivation laid out like that. And then they have their nice little bonding moment of like, we probably have more in common than anybody because Mm. your wife was burned up on the ceiling and my girlfriend was burned up on the ceiling. (laughs) We might be, we're really the only people around who get how this specific thing feels. (laughs) Except for that kid that killed himself a few episodes ago. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't gonna bother bring him onto the hug fest. No. Um, Well, he's dead now. It's fine. I think think you guys are right. Like, this is a, this is a really good scene. This is a a really, like a a moment for John Winchester, a moment of vulnerability Mm. that he's expressing to Sam, which I think Sam really needs to see at this point. And I think this is written very well, but like that whole, um, I put a hundred dollars into a savings account for you and Dean. Like he's saying that, like, it's like, it's a big deal, but Hey, yo, that's just being a dad. Like you don't yeah. need to say like, I showed up on the sixth and eighth birthday. Like, no, you missed several birthdays in right. between. Like you well, didn't show up to the two. I think that's what the thing is, is like, look how normal this is. Like, look how normal I thought yeah. this was going to be. Yeah. yeah. And then it turns out he just spent it all on ammo. I love that with the conversation <laughs> ends with Sam saying, what did you spend it on? Or what happened to the college money that spent it on ammo? And they both just like, can't help but laugh at that. Like, yeah, because yeah, it's ridiculousness that is their life. And then Dean comes in. And you would think that he would say something about the fact that they're all smiles, but he's like, yo, got the dead man's blood. Yeah, let's go Let's go back to the thing. Let's go stage a coup. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so at this point, uh, they bring they they, they somehow like con three vampires to come out. Like, like they they do like classic Winchester like subterfuge mm-hmm. or whatever, and like bait these three vamps out. And uh, John just like straight up like chops off their head, which yeah, he murders two because uh, there's three of them. Yeah, he murders two of them and then uh, uh, keeps uh, Kate um, hostage to use her as a bargaining chip. Yeah. And at this point, John wants the, the boys to jet. He's like, I, I've got mm-hmm. the, you know, I'm going to use this chick to get the Colt and you guys shouldn't be around here while that's happening. Like it's too risky or whatever. And, um, the surprising thing here is that, uh, Sam disagrees. Isn't that Sam disagrees because we all know that he's going to argue with his dad about anything, but da- Dean disagrees too. He's like, no, 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 mm-hmm. no, this is way too dangerous for you. You should, you definitely need backup. So, and like has this big argument where, which feels like this the exact opposite of what he was arguing back in Chicago when they were leaving uh, after the confrontation with Meg. Like it's the exact yeah. opposite point. Which again, just just that tiny bit of character development with Dean and like yeah. showing showing an arc and like things are changing in between these episodes is really really good. Like all that all that's really solid. Well, I think I think it's really inter- like uh, obviously you know Sam is the one that left, so he's he's more than willing to uh, go against what their dad is telling them. But like whenever he starts talking to Dean, like hey, he's not always right. We have been hunting for so like for uh, almost a year now. We have been doing this ourselves. We know what we're doing. We're we're not just kids anymore. And actually, the way that this is foreshadowing for a huge point uh, plot point in like seasons four and five for like their relationship with their dad and how that this is developing and how Sam isn't necessarily um, uh, corrupting Dean, but the way that he's starting to turn Dean's point of view uh, of their father, um, I guess, you know, to, we can be independent, man. Like we're adults. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> and um, I'm kind of getting a little bit lost in our, our chronology here, but uh, at this point, like they Dean and Sam go back in to rescue the mm-hmm. people while John is doing a um is trying to get the cult back from the the vampire but uh Luther the head vampire like kind of gets the drop on him and, and like knocks John out um and the he idea says, here was for Dean and Sam to get the people and then jet while he, Sam yeah. while John has the vampire yeah. distracted um am I am I missing something in there or is, is that right No I it's just I think he says something along the, to John about like cuz John's holding uh, Kate hostage, and he reaches down to get the gun. It seems like Luther's kind of willing to play ball if that's what he has to do. He's like, "Yeah, I'll give you the gun, whatever." Yeah. Um, but he he says, "Oh yeah, n- like n- nice move. You almost made it." Uh, and then you know, John's guard is down for long enough that he's able to toss oh, him through K- the window of his car. Yeah, and- Kate. Well, Kate uh, gets out of her bonds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah he's like, "Yo, this, yeah, yeah. this, this dead like man's blood wearing off." If she didn't do that, I think that Luther would have yeah. been like, "Okay." Get out of here! Like that's mm-hmm. he's more interested in preserving uh, the safety of his group, and if that means letting this dude out of here so they can leave him alone, then that's cool. Because John, he's like, I'm gonna, I don't care about you. I'm ready to fucking kill something bigger than you. Um, yeah. Me, although granted, my sons are back at your base right now, chopping up the heads of all your friends. But <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll leave it at that. Um, but yeah, uh, Luther gets the drop on him and uh, looks like he's about to be toast. But thankfully, Dean and Sam didn't listen to John and decided to show up and uh, give him a hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they probably kind of either like scare away or murder with dead man's blood or whatever, like all the vampires until uh, just Luther is standing there. At some point, I want to say that uh, Kate is killed, right? 
uh, Kate, Kate either gets like a bolt of cro- a crossbow bolt of dead man's blood in her neck or something like there's something that it's happens. something like that yeah um, like they they dispatch pretty much everybody and then like uh, I think yeah uh, and then Luther gets a hold of Sam because Dean's when, whirling uh, around with the machete and, and so but then yeah Dean backs down when he's like I'll stop or I'll break his neck so Dean puts his hands out he drops the machete he's being cool he's like all right please don't break his neck I don't know what he expects to happen um. And what does he say? Why we, we deserve to live just as much as you do? Mm-hmm. And then you get John Winchester from off screen, and he says, "I don't think." so. And he doesn't wait for Sam to get out of the way. He just fucking cocks the Colt and puts one into Luther's head, and it's the most dramatic death I think we've seen so far. Most like, any time uh, they fire intense. the yeah, anytime they fire that Colt, it is super cool. Like I like whenever they they make a big deal out of the because then it kills a vampire, which is a super big deal. Yeah, um, that the gun actually does work. And it's like there's like weird whispering going on after the gun is fired. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, really, yeah, it's awesome. Really good. Yeah, this whole it's scene so is just really fun. Anytime the cult gets to kill something, it's always a good time. But and, um, John Winchester is ruthless to these monsters. Yeah, yeah he does not absolutely. care. Um. I'm really glad that Elkins has been apparently like keeping that gun sighted in and you know maintained. Yeah, because it'd be really bad if that gun like was firing like six inches to the left, for instance, yeah. and it could catch Sam. <laughs> good, I guess good you for also your magic you know. gun in working order. Exactly. It's also real important that there are only six bullets and he uses one of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, and those are the only that bullets that will actually work uh, with this gun to kill what they need it to kill. Um, and at this point, like John says, okay, like you guys are right. Like you saved me. I couldn't have come across. I couldn't have come through that without you. You you need to come with me. We need to do this together from now on. We've got the we've got the cult. We've got a way to kill him. Let's let's go after the demon. There's this awkward moment of Sam saying yes, sir, to him, and I was like, stop it, Sam, don't do that. And it's and then Dean is like, no, Dad, we saved your ass. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't like hearing Sam say yes, sir. It seemed really weird. Yeah, but yeah, like the not- end of this. Uh- the end of this episode gets me so jazzed to watch the next episode. I'm just like, yes, like all of them are together and they're going to go hunt some shit. and It's going to be great. Dude, it, it was actually really, really hard because uh, I had watched these like way earlier from like a week ago now uh, and was making notes to them for them. And at the end of this episode, I was like, oh, man. I want to really finish the season now. I'm excited to finish yeah. the season because we've only got two episodes. But I was like, okay, I gotta wait. I gotta wait. We're gonna we're gonna be recording like a week and a half. I don't. I can't watch them that many times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this the end of the show. Like the you know the boys are reunited with their dad. They've got a gun that can kill the demon. It's like it's this is like in times, and I'm I'm like super super excited about the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Before we get to those though, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this episode in general, Chris. What were your final thoughts and feelings about this episode and the this block of episodes for episode seven. Yeah. I'm a big fan of this episode in particular. Uh, I think these are three really solid ones, but this one, as I was saying, just highlighting that John Winchester is kind of a savage. And I think he actually contrasts really well with the boys who are still really grounded in being like decent guys with like, this is, it is their life, but it's also a task that they complete. And, you know, saving people comes before hunting things. Um, or John Winchester, not that I think he doesn't want to help people, but he really cares about his quest more than anything. Um, and he, he probably would have left those people there. If oh, yeah, he meant to get out of there, he wouldn't have done anything about it. Uh, and I just, I always really liked John Winchester, and I still do, but I like him not as like a lovable Winchester pal, but as just, I think he's a great character. Uh, and I think that he's a lot 
more broken down by the world that he's been living in than the boys really ever are. Even Dean, when he goes down some um, depression paths later on, is never really as just like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to cut your head off and get this gun as uh, John is. But overall, I think these are great episodes, and I really like Dead Man's Blood a lot. Steven, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much the, the, the same thing. Like, this is a lot of really good stuff where we, we actually get to see John, and it's then they immediately start to flesh out and develop his character and, like, either confirm or subvert things that we have been assuming just by the way the boys have been talking about him and in flashbacks and stuff like that. So that's really nice that they, they don't waste any time getting to um, uh, fleshing out him as a character. Um, and then also, yeah, like this block of episodes is really, really great. Like this is all of these were absolutely fantastic. And like, they showed like the best parts of supernatural. Chris, I really like your, your, your read on, uh, John Winchester as being very, very ruthless and savage. Um, as, as most people who, you know, know me and know, know us, like we're all big dark tower fans too. And it, yeah. it's really mm-hmm. reminiscent of Roland of Gilead in that way. Like absolutely. when you first meet Roland, like he's willing to sacrifice anything on his quest to the tower. And all of that changes over time. Like very, 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 excuse me, a lot of parallels between him and John Winchester's because John Winchester has a quest that seems almost insurmountable as well. Like I'm a normal human and I have to figure out how to kill this all powerful demon. Um, and it's taken him 20 years to figure that yeah. out. In the Dark Tower, Eddie, the character, he he says something about how um, Roland is just so obsessed with this that he would step over my body on the beach if that's what it meant for him mm-hmm. to get to where he needed to go. Mm-hmm. No matter how much he cares about me, that's what he would do. And I, you sort of see that in John Winchester. He really cares about protecting his boys, but does he care more about protecting them or about getting revenge? It's really hard to tell. They're kind of equal right now, but I could definitely see the revenge thing up a little bit higher than the, the boys or it could go the other way it's just it's hard to tell with john well, you i would say like he would he would claim that he wants to protect them more than he wants revenge but we see like in the the one flashback we've gotten in the stories that we hear from sam like he obviously cares more about the revenge because of the way he raised them yeah. like i mean yeah. he he's he's projecting it as wanting to protect them but i think deep down like it's this is such like I was thinking about that watching this as they were you know the boys go off to save people while John's just like I need to get the gun like he's a truly selfish character and he's gonna he's gonna lie to himself and them about that but yeah uh, yeah like he only wants the gun he only wants revenge yeah like in um as of right now and this might be some this is some foreshadowing for some things that come later but as of from all the information that the viewer and that John Winchester has that we know that John Winchester has like. He could have literally, after his wife had gotten killed, had, was killed, taken his two boys and gone anywhere, and the demons would have left them alone. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, there was nothing, there was nothing to tell John Winchester that like he could, he could have just dropped it, protected his boys, and then like disappeared off the face of the earth and like changed his name and done whatever. Like his his quest for revenge is what's putting the, his his sons in danger, and. Like that, that dynamic is, is really, really good. And, and Chris, you're right. Like to the viewer right now, like it could go either direction. Like obviously he's putting his, his son's protection up first, but we see this darker part of him. Who's like after strictly for revenge and that quest that's going to kind of consume all of his life. So yeah, man, like th- these are really good episodes. This is really fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah, glad yeah. we're doing this podcast. Remind me to remind me. I said that in five seasons. <laughs> yeah. Right. This next, the next episode two is going to be fantastic. I'm so excited to get to the season finale. And then the beginning of season two is like amazing. Great, great stuff happens. Yeah. We should have uh, two episodes left of this mm-hmm. season of season one. 
Um, one is salvation, and then the next one is devil's trap. And um, oh boy, like we're gonna get some really good stuff. We, we're gonna have a, a huge character introduced. We've been talking about Bobby. Bobby's yep. only gonna be on screen, which I cannot wait for. And mm-hmm. then we get like some kind of closure with with the. We get some kind of closure with the yellow eyed demon and Meg and all kinds of stuff. So this is gonna be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. Any any last thoughts before we we cut out of here? No, we can't. Um, can't wait to finish the season out. Yep, pretty much that. This is where I like knew back back in the day where I was like, I'm I'm a supernatural. Yep, yep. It was this. I was like, okay, I'm all in. Like you got you got mm-hmm. a, like a supernatural killing like cult from the 1800s. En- I'm in. As enjoyable, yeah, it's so good. <laughs> as enjoyable as the season was, and I've said it before, you know, it took a few episodes to really get into it. But by the end of this, that's when I was like, fuck, <laughs> get, get me get me season two. <laughs> Well, and it's also, it's it's hard to remember this now because we're kind of in the golden age of television, but like in 2006, uh, most television was kind of monster of the week, right? Like there was, yep. there was very few like through lines uh, between episodes. Like you would watch an episode of whatever and it was just an episode. Like there was very little to like, pull you through the whole way, through the whole series. Exactly. Or if there was, it was like, like focused on like the last episode to the first right, of one right. season. Because like yeah. X-Files was on, which is, I obviously draw parallels between them a mm-hmm. lot, but you if you missed an episode, you just missed an episode. Yeah, yeah so that was it. didn't really matter that much. Even yeah. when they released it on VHS, it was just like select tapes. So, and Supernatural obviously starts off coming from that tradition and then is able to move into its more modern version. And I think that they, the middle seasons where they find the balance between the two are, are the best, but um, mm-hmm. whatever. These were still really ramping up to the best that Supernatural is going to just it goes strong for many seasons. Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a really fun podcast to do for about, like, for this year. And then 2018 is going to come along. <laughs> we're just all going to be like, okay, today uh, we're covering seven episodes. And it's yeah. a 30-minute episode yeah. <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, Chris, where can, where can people find you on the internet if they want to go find you? Uh, I'm at Local Bones on Twitter. That's probably and the best you, place to You have other podcasts me. that you do, if I remember correctly? Yeah, I do a Chomp Chain podcast, which is a video games we haven't done in a while, so come on, boys. And uh, the other one is Shonen Chomp, which is sadly, it's about anime. Excellent. <laughs> Steven, where can they find you on the, on the internet? I am uh, at FromSoftJunkie on Twitter. Um, Excellent. Do you also have podcast? I don't know why I you guys do. make me just say the podcast. I don't know. You're making me say it every uh, day, every time. <laughs> It's part of the thing. Um, uh, yeah, I also do a podcast called Platformers. Uh, yeah, we we haven't done one of those in a while, but there's kind of a bit of a backlog, so you can re- listen through those. Um, we'll we'll have more coming soon moving forward. Excellent. You can find me on Twitter at JG Greer. I do several podcasts that I'm always retweeting stuff from, so just go look there for all of my stuff. Uh, you can find this podcast on Twitter at M-O-T-W-Cast. You can find us on the web at monsteroftheweek.cool. Uh, that site will have links to all of our various social medias. So if you want to, again, I mentioned it at the top of the episode, but if you want to send us some letters in or make any comments about our podcast this season or any episodes from season one or season one as a whole of Supernatural or honestly just anything about Supernatural. We're here. We're, we're desperate for content. So <laughs> send us your, whatever feedback that you want. Uh, monsteroftheweek.cool will have all of those various links. Thank you everybody for listening. We very much appreciate it. If you have a couple minutes, leave us an iTunes review uh, or a rating. It really, really helps, especially with a new podcast. And uh, we'll see you next week with the fi- finale of season one. Bye folks. Bye guys. Bye.
Well, I'm gonna spend most of my weekend shoveling snow. Is that a euphemism? Like fun. <laughs> Whoa, hey boys. that cream. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get creamed and then I'm gonna have to go shovel it later. Oh, there has to be a better phrase for it's snowing than it's creaming. There's no, white like, stuff all know, over my it's face. Snowing. <laughs> no, we're not it's not creaming out, we're getting creamed. That's alright. That's so gross. It's it's different. It's, it's, it's even different. Well, trust me, I know. I've seen the videos. I, I know there's a huge difference. <laughs> Can't we right, wait to read these episode synopses? Chris, give me, give me some, give me some tests, please. <laughs> hey, what's up? I love Supernatural, and my favorite thing about Supernatural is the way that the boys hug. Now, if you'll notice, <laughs> in season one, episode eight. <laughs> <laughs> the boys almost hug, but they don't quite get there, and I think it's really building a lot of hug attention that we're really going to see uh, come up in a big way later on in the season. Jeremy, you ever get diarrhea on a date before? Diarrhea on a date? No. I have called into work That's... with explosive diarrhea several times. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Yeah. You, nice. it, the explosive is the key word there, because if you say explosive, then literally nobody will question you. They're just like, let me get off the phone right. with you right now. Yep. I, uh, I've had to leave work a few times because of that, being like, hey, uh, F boss, FYI, uh, look at my face right now. Look how talented and sweaty I am. <laughs> I just pooped and it made my face this way. So I've been doing I some work leave. and not the kind you need me to be doing, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> I, just, uh, just- I just finished the part in the, gun- in the drawing of the three where uh, they bust in on Eddie Dean in the bathtub, or not in the bathtub, in the bathroom in the airplane, and he's like, I'm taking a big shit in here, oh what do you want? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Definitely not a hot cocaine. Sh- <laughs> yeah, no, I was just telling Steven about how how on my like third date, or second or third date with my girlfriend, I got diarrhea. Current girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Wow, that's nice. Good, good job. <laughs> Did you like explain what was going on? Did you be like, listen, I've got yeah, a situation I just, I and just, I, I know this is weird, was, but I got to go do a thing? Yeah, that was basically it. I was like, hey, sorry, like I'm, I'm kind of not feeling good. I need to go. I'll be right back. <laughs> That's gotta be. There was just no, there was no hiding it. There was no like, oh, uh, I gotta go take a phone call. Um, no, nah, I have to I go take an explosive one. poop, so yeah. I'll be right back. I have to go kill myself because this is the worst outcome ever. <laughs> 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 but obviously, it worked out. So she, she, she thought you were charming despite the Rhea. Yep. Maybe that adds to your uh, your charm, though. Chris, charming besides the diarrhea, Moser. That's yep. what they call me. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything worse that they could call you, though? <laughs> Chris, uh, not know. very charming, despite the di- diarrhea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be way worse. All Chris, right, mostly right, diarrhea right. motion. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, and I'll probably cut this out of the main episode, but um, you know how we looked up Persqueeter and it was the only reference to it was Supernatural? Mm-hmm. Boy, is monkey puss not that way. Uh, <laughs> the oh, urban, no, the urban dictionary says that it's a uh, no. one whose faces. I'm quoting here: one whose faces is so grotesque it resembles that of primates or possibly baboons' arse. Wow! And the example usage <laughs> is: uh, see that lanky tit, Jake? He's got a right monkey puss, has he? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he calls his daughter. That's what he calls Whoa. his daughter, monkey puss. <laughs> this guy's times. a dog. <laughs> That's definitely a dog. I'm going to call my dog Monkey Puss for the rest of the day. So. <laughs>